Welcome to episode 44 of the Varangian Heresy Podcast. My name is Jody, and with me this evening are my two beautiful co-hosts, as always. Uh, starting off with the man to my imag- imaginary left is uh, the wonderful, the one, the only, Mr. Christopher. How you doing, buddy? Uh, well, not bad, considering, you know. Okay, that's hardly positive for you. Is that how you usually phrase, should phrase it? I think so. It's not bad. Could be worse. Or um, the world hasn't, the sky hasn't fallen. All of the above counts, I think. So. Yeah, pretty much. Oh well, we'll start it up again. Starting <laughs> to get actually some some stuff that I actually need need to do. So really? a bit odd. There's stuff yeah, you need having to, do? Stuff to do. Wow. Okay. I, I guess that happens in life. You know, can't have everything, really, can you? Uh, sadly not. <laughs> and, <laughs> on the hand, if got, it would have had everything, yeah. what what would be the point of going on? This is true. This is true. Snacks. I think snacks are the, the point of going on. I think no matter what... If you, you already have every, all of the snacks, what's the point of going on? You, uh, still, you still have to consume them. I think you uh, need to reread Fulcrum. And then go through the, his quotation about the strive for perfection. I had to take I had to take an unnum- a numbered um, unnumbered amount of pills and but special baths after reading that book the last time. So I'm okay, thank you very much. Um, as as much as I like it, I think I'll I'll, uh, I'll give Fulgrim a pass. Um, so as you've heard. <laughs> On my imaginary right-hand side, the man, the one, the only, the legend, the crown prince who sits atop the throne here of 30k in Sweden, it's Mr. Freddy. How you doing, buddy? I am fucking awesome. How are you? I'm doing pretty damn good, to be fair. Um, I'm, I'm very happy, and uh, yeah, <laughs> what can I say? It's a first time for everything, so woohoo! I, I spilled my super glue and glued my fucking gin and tonic to my uh, cutting mat. <laughs> That that kind of sucks. You should have glued it to your hand instead. Yeah, I know. It would make more sense. Oh, so that, that's almost that's almost as hilarious as somebody spilling a new pot of null oil. But you know, I think that's a little bit more heartbreaking actually, because you know, gluing gluing a gin and tonic, gluing any drink to to see the mat in front of you. At least the mat lifts. If it was the table, then you have a real problem, mate. Yeah, everything conspires against me. Even the fucking. Supergoo thinks I have a drinking problem. Oh, nobody thinks you've got a drinking problem. You're very good at drinking. Why is that a problem? I thought, I thought exactly. the drink, drink had a glue problem. Exactly. Yeah, it's a glue problem. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a glue. Obviously, he's he's not. It's nothing to do with his drinking. He he just can't handle his glue. He obviously has no glue coordination. Hand to eye glue well, coordination. That's uh, sitting in the laundry room, and uh, bad ventilation and glue fumes. You know? So what you're no, saying exactly. is basically he's too cheap to get high properly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, well, just I'm, I'm, I'm a government employee. <laughs> so, so you have to get the cheap, cheap thrills in life, eh? I know. That's what I can do with my uh, magic. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's all, all, all that and you know the amount of tax they take off you. That's true. 
Well, at, at least I, I found out I got like a, a pay rise when I go on uh, deployments. Hey, this is good. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's uh, three crowns and sixty uh, erda. That's that's really really immense. Now you can afford uh, that second acre of land. So, yeah, exactly, and that's before taxes. So. <laughs> oh mate, you're not going to know what to do with yourself, are you? So you basically get the two, uh, one krona fifty euro left then, of the tax. True, it's like a dime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go spending it all at once, man. I'll try not to. <laughs> but you know I will. Of course, of course, of course. www.fortral.co.uk. Don't take my fucking soul. That amount of money is basically. Can I sniff that bottle of alcohol? <laughs> can I? Can I just sniff it? Maybe lick the inside of the cap and make it last longer. Uh, <laughs> no, no, just just sniff the bottle, bottle itself, not uh, open the cap or anything. Just sniff the bottle. Ah, no, but, oh, good, I'm, real I'm, budget I'm, there, I'm, Chris. No, no, I've, I've learned uh, an awesome trick. What you do is, like, at the nightclub, you go around with all those, you know, all the beer glasses and shit, because there's always something left in them. And then you fill them all up into one glass, and then suddenly you have a beer. Did Max teach you that? <laughs> Probably. I was going to say, didn't Life in the Army teach you that? But, you know. Sounds more like Max. Do you where he's from? Hey, wait a second. <laughs> what are we disparaging here? <laughs> just just so I know what I'm going to be happy to disparage or not. Northern Brits. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you rock on. You're good. Um, <laughs> so so while, we're getting, while we're getting all nice and distracted there, let's get the social medias out of the way because it's important to let you know how you can find us and where you can find us. First of all, on the Book of Faces, uh, we are the Virgin Heresy Podcast. Come and give our page a like and follow along and you can keep up to date with what's going on in the life of this podcast. We also have the Virgin Heresy Podcast Group, which is quite handily linked via the uh, Facebook page for the podcast itself. And again, there's going to be work in, uh, work in progress shots up there, general chats, all that sort of groupy goodness. And just uh, when joining the group, could you please just maybe write a message that says you're not a robot, so I don't have to check through everyone that tries to join? Yeah, this is true. It would be helpful. Um, but you know, usually but, it uh, usually it says that it has friends in these groups that you are also a member of and stuff like that, but not always. To be, to be fair, to, to, to be honest, some of the photos we know you're nerds, so we used to add you. This is true. Yeah. this is very true. And so, and some of the photos we really know that you're not. That's the <laughs> that's the one that's currently going around Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's that that and the fact that you know has friends. That's slightly uh, questionable. Hey, that, don't Just be so. like that. Like I am pretty sure, like all those kind of cleavage women that look like eighteen and like. Uh, they just that. want to be I'm your friends. Sure. They just want to be my friends. I think that you, you're just a bunch of cockblockers. That's what you are. Hey, I've got the reputation that, already. You know, yeah. I'm not saying a word. Because they're they're looking for love in all the right places. They've been looking yeah. for love in all the, the wrong places. Pla- yeah, they've been looking for love in all the wrong places, and then suddenly found the rang in Hersey, and they know what's going on here. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with yeah. that. We're all good no, with that. We'll what, go with what's that. next on the list? <laughs> uh, so that's that. We're on Twitter. Sometimes we tweet and do that thing, uh, which is... Yeah, uh, we pretend to, at least. Yeah, at Varangian Heresy. Um, we are on Instagram, at Varangian Heresy. And uh, most importantly is our email, the Varangian Heresy at gmail.com. 
where you can send in lists you can give us ideas about what we should be talking about you can generally get in touch and mither us about whatever you want to mither us about so just get involved guys it would be absolutely awesome to have you there and shouting stuff out to us so we can talk about it on the show especially yeah. if you happen to have events going on uh, especially if you're organizing your events if you want to come on and be part of one of our listener episodes and mm. to generally promote yourself and the hobby in your area all of that it, is totally yeah, if you have if you have background ideas if you have like uh, fluff ideas yep. if you have army lists you want to talk about if you have anything that you know if you want painting tips if you want um, anything just fucking email us anything hobby related we're flexible we we have very low low morals so we're willing to do just about anything so you know just do it uh, yeah. get, get in touch um, yeah. so that yeah. is us um, uh, and uh, we're also on Craigslist uh, Brangy and Stud yeah and you I see I went to go and register that today and you'd already got it you bugger I thought thought it was uh, I thought I'd got that one sort of already organised not cool man yeah it's alright uh, Snapchat Jody we discussed this and you could have the LinkedIn page Okay, fair enough. Uh, oh, I get I get the fun one, do I? Thanks, guys. Love yeah, you. The one that's really really useful for networking. Yeah, <laughs> networking. Uh-huh. <sighs> Sorry. Um, okay, fair enough. I'll I'll network with the best of them then. Um, so there is that. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate. There's so much we we want to do within the hobby, and we'd love to hear what you're doing in the hobby, and what we could do to help you with your hobby. So just get in touch via email. Uh, that would be very awesome of you. So I think it's it's safe to do the first thing, which we always like to do, is, is sort of jump into what we've been doing in the hobby. And I'm going to throw that over to uh, Mr. Freddy to start off, uh, yep. because you might as well blow us out of the water and we'll get that over with quickly. Uh, what I've been doing in the hobby is I've finished off my first night, Kraya, or the old lady, as I used to call her, as Kraya is like one of the Greek acronyms for old lady, mm-hmm. which everyone can see in the, the fluff thingy. Uh, I haven't even I, I haven't expanded it too much because what I'm doing is like uh, as I put up on our homepage uh, or homepage our Facebook page yeah, is I just gave the yeah basic gist but uh, the background for the night house that I'm doing is going to be expanded as each night gets done or actually I'm, I'm trying to paint them in batches of two now maybe three we'll see uh, but as soon as something gets down in 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 my end of the project. There will be an update to the fluff, and I'll add on more persona for the night house and stuff. And I, I kind of already, in my head, in my weird psycho fantasy, figured out like the main characters of the cast, like kind of how they integrate and and uh, how everything works. So you'll you'll see it expanded. Like the basic stuff is up there on the homepage. As soon as I I finish that one, uh, I kind of wanted to to kind of, kind of lay like the foundation of. So everyone gets a feel about the night house and what's going on, and then it's going to be expanded upon, you know, as as close as we get to scanners, and eventually there will be like a, a kind of decent background, sort of like um, one of the black books for a night house. But that's the end goal anyway. So whoever wins my night house, it's going to have kind of like a, a black book background. Uh, not not so much like color palettes will be basically photos of the nights and stuff. But you know, that that's the end goal. Cool. So that's what I've been doing, and also I've started on the next two for my lot, which is Mr. Bernie, because I'm not going to reveal the names until they're done. It's kind of I'm, it's kind of like building it, you know, how when you build a ship, 
you don't name the ship until it's kind until of it's done, done. Or you're, yeah yeah so that that's why i'm not going to give away the names for the knights yet or or their infamous pilots so it's basically just mr bernie and mr radiating <laughs> rad engine and which i'm doing right now so hopefully my, my plan is to be done either by the end of this week or at the begin early beginning of next week because i, I have a schedule to follow considering my normal life and workload your day have, job is, my day job is fucking going nuts at the moment so i'm i'm like now we're sitting at semi night time and i'm normally spending you know between 12 and 2 o'clock at night is my night painting time so yeah that's yep. how it is yep definitely need to make sure uh, you get that all done and that hopefully life stays in in, in relatively decent order for you <laughs> to um be able to get it all done but we know it will be we know it will be yeah. you'll get it out you'll get it done i'll smash it up so compared to the last time i've done much i've, I've tried out my photo booth uh, i've written the background i'll i've finished the night i have started like about 80 percent or 90 percent of the airbrushing work i need to do on the next two nights and uh, i'm currently building uh a, another night and i'm like halfway through that so yeah, uh, not, absolutely not nothing. Too, absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It, 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 I, I know. I feel a bit ashamed in the box of shame because it, <laughs> it is less hobby progress than I that I normally do. But work has been an absolute bitch. So. Okay, uh, Chris, how about you, buddy? Well, I've been painting my Titan. This a is bit. always good. Yeah, I'm. Um, Almost done with all the metallics on it. Yeah. Well, not completely done with them, but as much as I can do before I do the rest of the item, basically. Yeah, sounds awesome. And uh, you're you're doing this all by hand, aren't you? Yeah. So it it it, it, it takes the time it takes. Yeah. What what I I have you picked like a legio or uh, ignatum? Ignatum. Oh, the okay. fire wasps of Mars. Yeah. So. You're gonna do that painting scheme, or are you doing some sort of your own twist on it, or? It's gonna be uh, a combination of the main elements, which is uh, the black, the red, and the uh, black and yellow uh, hazard stripes. Alright, cool. That's and then there will awesome. be some uh, freehand wasps on it as well. Awesome! Yeah. I'm really looking forward well, to seeing that. And we're all see it live at Scandus, I hope. Yeah. At least the the Titan, but maybe not the free and might not be done by then. It depends on time, basically. Well, see it live oh. in Technicolor, it'd be awesome. Yeah, and I'm also doing a whopping two Legion Seekers. <laughs> in Yay! A, in, a, in nondescript power armor. Best way. Everything's better if it's nondescript. That yep. way you can't get a blame for it. With yep. some sort of uh, combi weapons. Yep. I was thinking combi grenade launchers, but I'm not sure. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with well, anything crazy. I can't remember what I what I gave them in the rules, though. The I think it just says combi we combi weapons, actually. Hmm. There you go. All all the fun to play with. Get to yep. do whatever you want there. Sounds pretty awesome. Well, the combi combi weapon with grenade launcher works if they were dark angels, but. They're not, uh, I guess. 
I'm Dark also Fate doing. Really I'm also trying to decide if I should go with Skitari legs or uh, Militarium Tempestus Cyan legs on my uh, Secretariat. Oh, I I like the um, the mech legs personally. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, but they look so much beefier with the other legs. Yeah. Okay. And I want to. What do you want? What, yeah. Okay, so what, what do you want? Do you want del- delicate machines or do you want beefy looking motherfuckers? It depends on the role, you know. But these will probably. I'm gonna mull a bit over it and see what I think is best, and ask some people and see what they think are best, you know. Oh no, I I I think uh, it all goes to the feel with the background of the army. Are are they the ones that remember? There's some of the mechanics they want to keep their human aspects and you know. Even yeah. though they are all augmented and shit, it still looks human. Or if they they are kind of proud of displaying their machine parts. So I think you yeah. can work that in your fluff. It also depends on. Uh, I kind of want to differentiate them from the regular Skitaria models I have as uh, tech trolls. So it might be a bit of that as well. Okay. Yeah. That makes but we'll sense. see what we'll see. That'll be cool. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what you come up with, Rod. Do, do you have the regular legs for the tech trolls, or? Well, I got the regular Skitari legs for tech trolls, yes. Okay. The Robo legs. Because Robo legs is where it's at, baby. Says a man who's been playing with Thanatars all, uh, not Thanat, no Thalax all week, or on and off. <laughs> so, Jody, what's your progress? Uh, my progress. Well, I've been playing with Thalax because I've been thinking about doing some uh, testers on different metal schemes using those models. Um, I have been uh, again sort of working on the knights and uh, building bases for the knights recently. Um, and I, I find myself get, going more and more into detail on them and then going stop you've actually got to paint this shit in time um, so uh, I know that feeling with bases <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I'm keeping them relatively simple there's going to be a couple of uh, I would consider fancy ones some water effects and stuff going in just because I'd like to sort of push the boat out a little bit uh, you mean people don't have water effects on regular bases for Infantry, you mean? Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. or at least not 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 the massing. I just I want to do something that's a bit more a bit more fun with the night bases and make them stand out a little bit more as as art pieces as well as uh, actual you know gaming models. Um, that, but that's just me. Uh, so I'm working on those at the moment. Tomorrow is going to be a massive build day, which will be fun. So uh, basically, my kitchen table is going to be covered in resin, um, and yeah, I will be building like a crazy person to get everything you mean, together. You mean like uh, covered in resin Tony Montana style? Oh yeah, Tony Montana style, you know. Um, and just just be sniffing up that resin dust left, right, and centre. Um, I'm gonna have to. Isn't put... that uh, isn't that color Drago though? Oh yeah, it depends. It depends how you want to look at it, but I don't want to sniff what he's been sniffing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's 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 bases, it's nights, it's nights, it's bases. And I've also been putting some time into uh, one of the special scenery pieces for Scandus as well, which I'm looking forward to uh, getting finished, getting some bits together for that. Uh, again, it's just taking a bit of time here and there just to get everything in place. Um, but yeah, that's been that's been my progress. There's been other progress, been uh, 
you know buying things and investing in stuff and stuff but again all that will make sense after Scandus um, but otherwise it's just been oh yeah that's the other thing finally finished Vengeful Spirit finally finished hey. Vengeful Spirit what a book oh. what a great book what a great book apart from the A-Team in Space yeah they could have they could have taken that and fleshed it out a bit more and made something of its own or put it into another story somewhere else uh, yeah basically for my for my mind but otherwise it was really good i, I mean i really enjoyed the book um i how long it's been out for a while hasn't it i mean i can get away with some degree of con conversation about it uh, what they did on moloch as a planet i thought was awesome uh love seeing the death guard um in there not as much death guardy death guardedness as i was hoping for because there's a lot more focus on the uh oh, on the other hand they do kind of do quite a lot of death guarding they do do a lot of death guarding uh it's just it was more of a supporting role overall in the in more the of a fuck you forest yeah it, well yeah definitely but in the in sort of like the story style it was very much a supporting role uh, nice to see Mortaria and, and Horace broing it up a bit, and um, there were uh, there's, there's a lovely line towards the end where um, one of the sons of Horace is sort of hunkered down behind a, a piece of rubble with Mortarian and it's just like Mortarian loses two bright shots from the uh, the lantern, and the sons of Horace guy can't see if they've hit, but he's pretty damn sure that they they're just two two less of the enemy over there, and it's just like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could imagine that. That basically, that he just, you know, Mortaria, the they're Primarchs, they're that good. They just blew somebody away without really putting any effort into it. Um, but yeah, some great little storylines, and I think the only problem that I had, or one of the things I had an issue with, was the um, the uh, the sort of human element to it. Um, with the, uh, the the spoiler alert, the perpetual who's in there and what they were there to do and how it ended up you know sort of going ahead and happening and everything it just felt a bit eh you know eh expected more from that um, yeah I think part of the books book was really well done and then some, some as you said some stuff were just really tacked on and some stuff really needed fleshing out yeah, it just it but, just but felt the like they were good but, ideas, but they didn't but, fit all together. It almost fe felt like it had been some kind of uh, short story compilation at first, and then it was written it together. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I I think yeah. I just think they there was it literally just felt like what was going on around the main Horace storyline was there to bulk it out. I think mm -hmm. anything else. I have no idea. Um, you know, I haven't read anything to do with the author in, in, around the book or any interviews or anything like that. Just my own personal feeling towards it. However, again, go and listen to it. It is very awesome. Um, I haven't decided what I'm going to move on to next, but uh, I might re-listen to Iron Corpses actually, because again, spoilers. Anybody who can basically hotwire a warlord, war, uh, warlord titan, um, is pretty fucking awesome. Um, and yeah um, especially because it was a traitor uh, hot wiring a loyalist one and the general description of the reactions and stuff was 
pretty hilarious. Um, so yeah, it has uh, not, not, nothing to do with it that it was Iron Warriors. Oh, absolutely, 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 every fucking thing to do with it being Iron Warriors as well. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I generally thought it was fucking awesome, uh, so I might listen to that again. But uh, yeah, other, otherwise, uh, that, that's sort of been my detailed hobby stuff for this week. Uh, but I've also got a massive amount of hobby stuff um, to do, and literally, I, I don't plan to um, have a life. Uh, well, no, um, I, I plan to be putting in eight to ten hour hobbying days next week when my kids are with their mother. So uh, yeah, I'm going to be a busy boy. It's going to be great. Because you may or may not have like two moving boxes of terrain to do. Yeah, that the night house, um, you know. Just a few other things, some some work but, that somebody's asked me, to, commissioned me to do for in, them. You really have to put it in a bit of perspective because I have a whopping two secret marines to do. Yeah, how are you going to manage it, man? I have no idea. <laughs> just the workload is is just you know, I I I fear for you, man. You know, but keep on and power on through it. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll but get, get, yeah, give Chris a break. He's a student, like he's he's busy man. Yep. Yep. yep, actually I am currently. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, hobbying's been good. Hobby will be busy. Hobbying will be, as always, epic. Um, so that's sort of what I've been up to. Um, is there anything sort of going on that we need to shout out at the top of the show? Because I, I don't think there is. Because I kind of think we should be moving into um, into news. But I think we something we did miss from the beginning, and I, I will put my hand up and apologise, is to actually tell you what tonight's episode is all about. And tonight's episode is about uh, all about awareness. I think the easiest way of putting it. Um, Freddie, do you want to tell us what's important about this month? Uh, well, September is Duchesne's Awareness Month, and seventh of September is actually the Duchesne Awareness Day, which is like happens every year, uh, and it's all about trying to promote uh, because the disease or the illness or whatever you want to call it, it it is fairly unknown like everyone knows about child cancer everyone knows about like different things but hardly not that many people knows about Duchenne so one month a year and especially on one day which is the 7th of September uh, everyone that are affected by or associated with or has anything to do with Duchenne tries to promote awareness about Duchenne and about the actual disease either it is DMD or if it's BMD Becker's muscular dystrophy, which is also a part of Duchenne. Uh, and yeah, people just try to raise their awareness and, and try to get people involved and see like there's actually, you know, it is one of the most common illnesses for, you know, younger boys. And, and people just don't really know about it because, you know, maybe people have heard about someone who's being affected, but it's not. It's not as well known as other diseases, so it's just one of those chances where people have an opportunity to go out and spread the information. And heaps of events happening, especially in the U.S., in the U.K., uh, in Germany, all over Europe. And we'll, well, we're trying to do our part, just mm -hmm. to spread the knowledge and the information about Duchenne's, and and also do what we can to help, you know, find a cure for this terrible disease. And that's why. Basically, we do our raffle, and that's why we're doing this kind of night raffle special episode, just because we want to do our part 
to help out you know everyone suffering from this terrible thing yeah definitely and the other part of what we'll be doing this evening as well is we will be discussing the night raffle in a bit more detail to giving you guys a bit of a talk about what we're doing in regards to the the nights themselves what we're doing painting all that sort of stuff but the other part of uh, the episode is we're planning on having um, a guest on and we're hoping to make uh, make it be mark from the age of darkness podcast to come on and join us and we're going to be talking about nights nights in 30k um, and all the different other different types of nights it's basically going to be an army special on nights yeah. Combined so, with uh, the, awareness of DMD and talking about the Knights Ruffle. So it's going to be a bumper episode. Yeah, all so about it, that it, good shit. It, it will basically break down into two parts. Uh, one is um, the hobby part where uh, Stu, I, and Jody, and, and Chris, and everyone else, we, we talk about hobbying. We talk about the Night Raffle in itself. We talk about what we're doing with our different nights, uh, night houses, like the background and stuff. Like, like for my night house, it's kind of made up fluff uh you two other guys you have um like forceful night houses are in the black books and yep. we'll talk about like how we build the nights while we're painting we give tips and tricks because heaps of people are reaching out like how do you make that blue and and all that stuff so we'll go through we do a little bit of tutorials we go through like more hobby details about nights we'll talk about you know assembling forceful kits tips mm -hmm. and tricks like er everything that we've done uh, based on our hobby experience and stuff about the Knights. And then we'll go into the next part and everyone knows our army special and, you know, how fucking cool they can be get. But we'll, we'll, we'll break down each every, because in the raffle, obviously you'll get one knight of each type. So we'll go through in the knight list and we'll go through every single type, their pros and cons, how they work, like we all, always do when we do an army special. And then we'll talk about the fluff a little bit about the different night houses and like how you can build a night house and then we'll do a whooping because you know the raffle is going to take place at Scandus. Uh, we'll do like a, a, an ex example of an army list like 3,500 points like how how would you construct a night house which night chassis would you pick and why and how how would you combine them which are good and how, in which combination just like we do in every every single army special so Yep. It's going to be a fucking full-on episode, and you know, uh, we hope you're going to enjoy it. And it's all for, you know, the raffle for a good cause, and you know, to keep the hobby flowing. And just in case you're wondering what we're talking about, if this is the first time you've listened to us or um, heard anything for the first time about uh, the the night raffle itself, take a look in our show notes, take a look on our Facebook page, uh, take a look at the event itself, which is the DMD night raffle, or go to rogalporn.com and you can actually get uh, all the information you need and you can get onto the uh, especially through our event our, our page and stuff you can see the stickies for um, the raffle tickets and everything um, or so, or if you have people that you know that might want to support in the raffle but you might not want to redirect to rogueporn.com you could just go to heresyagainstmd.com as well Thank you, Chris. I couldn't remember that one, so I'm glad you got in there on it. Um, no. so, sadly, for for 30, 30k uh, 30k users, it's very easy, to, much easier to remember rogalporn.com. God damn, whoever put that one together. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, so basically, we, we should probably talk a little bit about the raffle list in general before we go into like the next segment and stuff. But uh, mm -hmm. what we're doing is. Um, 
we are kind of trying to raise money for one of the organizations that provide financial support for research to find a cure for DMD or or the muscular dystrophy, mm-hmm. and that's the parental program project. And like we we have no typical tie with this. Uh, all we do is like they provide us with a link page and, and we try to raise money for, for their foundation so they can support research. And uh, and what we do is to try to get you guys in the community to donate is that we offer these amazing prizes uh, as a part of a raffle. And um, well, you can see, I think we're, we're up to like 93%, right? Yep, I think 93% was the last time. Yeah, uh, last, uh, 93%. Uh, and they're currently with, well, they currently achieve this $18,605. But nice. So, uh, so we're, we're roughly $1,400 uh, shy of our goal, which was to try and raise 10000 this year. Last year we raised 10000 This year we're going to try and raise 10000 as well to try and, you know, do our part, what we can do to eradicate this disease and uh, that's what we do and and most of the nights they're actually donated by the community so we have like the tfl we have all the other podcasters that they've donated like uh, you know we've donated from our own collections and everything yeah from our collections uh, and like uh, the northern heresy radio free istvan all kinds of people have have just jumped aboard just like last year and they're like, oh, we want to donate for this amazing cause. So, like, besides that, we have uh, the Legion of Lies have donated a Warhound Titan, which Tom at the Geno 52 is painting up. We have had, uh, like, sweet, Swedish uh, Warhammer community guys donated some blisters from Portugal. We have, you know, guys donating, you know, all kinds of things that we're raffling off. But the main thing we're raffling off is obviously three night houses, which is um, eight nights. Uh, one of each model, uh, including, including, including the, the profile, in, yeah, including the and including the plastic games workshop night, and uh, so that's three of them. So yeah. For nights, but you know, you, we do a raffle for each night house. So even if you don't win the first one, there's a chance you win the next night. So someone will walk away with eight nights. Some other person will walk away with eight nights. Some other person will walk eight way with eight nights someone will walk away with a warhound and so on and all the other gifts and pieces we have books and all kinds of stuff we're like uh, we're gonna try and raffle off everything we have bear our you know pants <laughs> and undies and uh yeah just to try and help up to raise money yeah so, time yeah. to time to bear bear everything and get it out there and, and make an awesome time um so yeah like i said all the information is there just had a quick rundown of what's going on we're going to talk a lot more about it in the main part of our episode uh, but we just want to give you a heads up now uh, so you can get in there and get your tickets because i think that's extremely important you get in there with a chance you've got to be in it to win it as somebody way more famous than i said once Um, so there is that so let's let's talk about let's actually get on to the last thing before we sort of head on out to our main part of the episode and let's talk about the new stuff that has actually come out at forge world there is new stuff that is 30k relevant and there's some pretty freaking cool th- new stuff that's 30k relevant as well um and it's to, right now i mean yes we, we've had the idol 
for like two weeks. We've talked about the idol for like two weeks. There are two of them. Yeah, okay, there's two of them. We talked about one idol, which could have been Gork or Mork, and then we talked about the other idol, which could have been Mork or Gork, depending on how you take it. Exactly. Um, Yeah. That wasn't paper thin at all, was it? Um, (laughs) But tonight, we we can talk about the fact that there are some... um, new models for the uh for the uh custard custodes uh and the uh sisters of uh, cilantro uh, so we've got the legion custodes aquilon terminator squad uh a three model terminator squad uh that seems to be armed with something that looks mildly horrifically like a combined um form of Volkite or something horrible um, oh yeah an Adrathic Destructor or Lastrum Stormbolter depending on how you want to model them Eep. Uh, yeah, and then, then a camp hand and then a, yeah then a Solarite Gauntlet um, can, can I be the first one to break the ice Go on. I fucking I, I have to say you know I love these models. Yeah, they I'm on board with that, actually. <laughs> they're, they're just like the Vision of Heresy. And yes. They, they just have the, the feel of the Heresy, the feel of fucking, you know, Grimdark. Man, they're spot on. I yep. just love them. I, I am actually in love with these guys, and I, I, I for I, no other I, reason I that I want some. them, I think I'm going to buy some at some point, because they're gorgeous. I'm going to buy them because I'm fucking swimming in Castells from all the boxes of Prosperia I bought to get the Mark III in plastic. Uh, so I'm definitely going to have them and I'm going to try and make an army focused on them because oh. they're so fucking cool. They are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Chris? I am actually quite indifferent to these. Okay. Any particular reason? or They're okay. Yeah. I've seen better. I've seen better customs-looking Terminators from other companies. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, I've seen these painted as Ultramarines, Speedmore. slightly converted. And oh, really? those were brilliant. Who did yeah. that? Uh, I saw them on Facebook the other day. I'm going to see if I can find them. Yeah, please do, because I'd like to see those. Um, but I must admit, these, these guys, I, I personally love these guys. And like you said, Freddie, they do. They very much shout back to Visions of Heresy. Um and do you know what I'm also looking forward to is when they do release them is I think it the the fire pikes the ones with the the sort of massive flamer weapons which were previewed at the Forge World Open Day uh, which Eric talked about in our last episode um, but they're going to be beautiful as well because I they... think I think those were the only way to get get the uh, lightning claw as well yeah I think it is it's the fire come... pikes. Because it would make make no sense to actually sell we- the weapons as an upgrade kit, eh? Ah, who'd have thought, eh? Uh, but that's... Well, they did for the other release. True. Know? I guess they did. I can't argue that. Um, and there is, as always, with that release, there is a new bundle that is available, which is uh, <laughs> the Aquilon Terminator Assault Force, which is six Assault Aquilon uh, Terminators, and they get their own little pimp wagon as well. Which is the uh, Coronas Grav Carrier, so and that's a perfect kit kit to buy if you want to win win events. Events. What? Just that one bundle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Actually, yeah. <laughs> so that that's a nice little uh, starter set, I guess you could say. Um, then the other release, which I know will make Jen's Northern Heresy very happy, 
is the Sisters of Silence Prosecutor cadre, uh, which is basically, uh, to my eyes, it looks like uh, it's an it's upgrade. It's the new arms. Yeah, it's an upgrade kit uh, sold with the, uh, as they're doing it here. They're selling the upgrade kit separately, so you can actually buy just yep. the arms. Uh, For once, which, <laughs> which is, is good. Nice. Uh, but you can actually buy the kit as well with, with the Sisters of Silence. And they basically uh, are gunslinging bolt pistols. Um, and again, you know what? I actually think these make them look really quite cool. Um, I don't think there's anything super... Personally, I don't think there's anything super special about the poses. Uh, the way they've got them holding the guns. They, they seem to be... You can see them on pretty much any any Marine or any, any sort of model holding weapons. But... There's something about them on the sisters' models that just makes them look fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> I just really like them. Uh, Freddie, what are yeah, your thoughts? That, yeah, no, I love it. Like the one thing that I would really like to see that I haven't seen so far. Oh, Jesus Christ! Don't break. Did your gin and tonic finally <laughs> come unstuck? Uh, no, I tried to lift it up, but I kind of. So what you haven't seen, uh, seen I so far? The, I lost half the night. But anyway. Now, what what I really would like to see that I haven't seen on many photos, like I haven't seen it on any photos, any whips or any posters or any events. I would like to see like a pure sisters army, especially now when like the, they have the the fucking worm sign uh, <laughs> transport. They have all those kind of things. Like fuck, man, I want to see it in the wild. I want to see a pure sisters army, and then I would like to sign up my wife for a sisters of silence, you know kind of thing that would be nice but anyway so a pure sisters army if you have one fucking send it in or post it on the facebook page send us some pictures not the actual army because yeah. you'll never get it back yeah <laughs> <laughs> or bring bring the army to one of our, our events even better yeah nicely done chris that's very true bring him along oh, because you know that that would be so fucking cool especially now when when they have like a lot of decent options yeah for sure uh, that would be very, very awesome. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't find the photo I was looking for. Oh, you, you, you found, a, I found, stock, this one found first. a stock photo of an Ultramarines player. That's totally fine. Um, to be fair, I found this with a search of Ultramarine Aquilon Terminators. So if you Google Ultramarine Aquilon Terminators, go to the picture search and Google and scroll down a bit and you might see what we are talking about. You will see what a can't be unseen. <laughs> you will see a typical magic player. Is well, that I was just saying? an ultra race player as well, but I, I didn't did, say you know, I went there. I went there already. <laughs> That's right, Bjorn. Yeah, we're thinking of you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, go back to fucking magic. <laughs> no, come play Alpha Legion, get it painted in time, dude. Come on. That's come true. and join the dark That's side. Mate, mate. I have seen his Alpha Legion list, and I think he, yeah, I think he should stick to Ultramarines because at least he has two percent friends. <laughs> uh, no, because he'd be on my side this time. I'm happy. <laughs> to be fair, there's uh, no real consensus if Alpha Legions are actually traitors or not. So they're they're basically on no one's side. This is true. This is this is well, or is it? Or is it true? Who knows? It depends on which Primark is currently alive. Or not, as it could be. No, one of them are dead because the other one basically said so. Yeah. 
but they said so. Yeah, no, we it, it just it becomes but, one gigantic but, rabbit hole after another. But what if there were three Primarchs? What Alpha, if they Alpha, clone Omega and Bingo? <laughs> uh, I thought yeah, Bob, Bob actually. Bob, Bob, like they they organized that whole Gene Seed thing. What if they clone themselves? What if oh. all of them were Alpharius? This 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 right okay this is a podcast episode on its own we know this right it it, it might be too dangerous yeah, to go into let's move on <laughs> yeah let's move on for safety's sake um they again they do have a uh, prosecutor they do have a bundle out for the uh, sisters of silence which is rather rather fun so that's the what's called the prosecutor cadre armored assault force so that is basically worm sign so the um the black grab van and two sets of the uh, prosecutor cadres all summed up in a nice little bundle which again could be a lot of fun to play with uh, we really should get Jens on to talk about the sisters actually because he's had some fun or not fun depending on how you look at it um, playing them so we will just have to see what, what they can be like uh, and see if we can answer that can they can they basically field their own army um, I, I do wonder if they're support, basically the counterpoint to the custodes so they wouldn't stand a chance on their own but custodes are just too OP on their own I don't know but on, on, on the other hand when it comes to the rule of cool mm. they're actually way cooler than the custodes yeah yeah I would I would say so and at the end of the day you know if you if you play another gaming system that may or may not be set 40,000 plus 100 or whatever years in the future these are a really, really good set of models to use as sisters of battle. Just saying, because you, you know, don't really need oh, no. anything else. Oh, I thought you were going to be clever here and talk about Necromunda. No, oh, I was. These gonna, are... No, I was. I wasn't going to go for Necromunda because, I, I, you know, I wanted to reset the clock on Sisters of Battle. Um. <laughs> I saw uh, saw someone that did uh, basically a squad of Seraphim. Yeah. Only using the models provided with uh, Celestine, the new one. Ooh. That might be that must be a expensive and be pretty awesome looking. Well, it's uh, no more expensive than certain other characters. True. And their markup, especially in Australia. Ow. Yeah. Fair so, point. so what they're actually charging them for, Mortarian, the new one? No, I haven't one. actually. It's the uh, it's cheaper to basically buy the Fortfold one and the Bloodthirster and combine them. Really? Yeah. Oh my it's word. A, it's got a after uh, conversion rates it's about a $90 redo markup. Ouch. That's on a one lot. Fidu- one, one, one mini. That is a hell of a lot. Okay, sorry, sorry, Australia. You obviously are getting screwed once again for being one of the colonies. I know uh, that. I used to know that pain, but then there's something called as international trade. So we buy stuff from America, and it's end up way cheaper than for the poor people in Europe to buy stuff straight from Britain. Well, I mean, I've just been listening to the Outer Circle lately. They've been talking about it. And he's trying to get uh, GW to answer why there's a $90 Doom markup on it. And it's basically because. And nothing else. 
because I haven't answered it yet. Well, the, the only thing that happens is that the domestic, because, uh, you know, remember I used to live there, the domestic market suffers because we just buy our stuff of America. Yeah. So, yeah. It's retarded. But that's how it is. Anyway, more sisters of battles. Pretty much. I, I really want to see this sort of silence with uh, all of the special weapons, like the erratic destructor and the uh, the whips and the crossbows and stuff. I hope they get released yeah. soon. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do like a if, if it's gonna be like an upgrade pack, like everything else, or like the the one thing I'm missing about Sister Silence is um, like they have the plastic, and so far it's just been upgrade kits and stuff. Maybe they like I'm missing them releasing some sort of special unit like for yeah. yeah I hope they do release a special unit or at least a special set of bodies to go with like two or three upgrade kits so you get at least more than five different models or base yeah. models to work from that would help people to do a larger army than just uh, like allied attachments yeah well who knows we'll see what's going on yeah we'll see on uh or I'm a community, because they've nicked all the good stuff these days. <laughs> That's true. Just a quick editing note. Uh, stuff came up, and I had to duck out of the recording, so we're actually going to cut things here, and we're going to head on into our main segment now, where we talk with Stuart, uh, Freddie, and myself, and we all go through the night raffle. And then we have Mark Salmon joining myself, Freddie, and Christopher as we talk knights in our army focus. And just for you, JP, this one, this new music choice has been dedicated to you by Mark, with love, from those of us here at the Vranjin Heresy podcast as well. So we'll see you guys back with our main topic right after this break. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why. But you want to justify ripping someone's head off, no human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says bullshit. I think you better quit, let shit slip, or you'll be leaving with a bad lip. It's all about the he says, she says bullshit. I think you better quit talking that shit. It's just one of those. Yeah. 
we're back. Well, I'm back. Uh, sadly, due to some scrap code-esque problem, uh, the audio for the section recorded with Stuart, Freddie and myself chatting about the Knights for the Knights raffle has uh, become completely unviable. So sadly, I won't be able to bring you that really fun chat. Uh, what I will say is this, the houses that are involved are House Millanax, House Maccabius, both of which can be found via wiki sites and in the red books and in the black books and we're going to put some information up about those. Freddy's household is a custom built household which he has started to write fluff for and will continue to write fluff for so you will be able to see those on our Facebook page and as part of the night raffle. So what I'll do instead is I will fade you guys straight in to the chat that myself, Freddie and Chris had with Mr. Mark Salmon from the Age of Darkness podcast all about what you can do with the nights that you could win from this prize. So sit back, prepare your ears for that awesomeness and we'll be right back. And here we are and this is part two now of our night special. This is where we do our world renowned or, or at least renowned within our own little worlds uh, army special and we're going to be focusing down on the Questorus Night Crusade Army uh, that's a very long title of basically saying knights big fucking knights on the battlefield and tonight we have a very special guest with us uh, the one, the only, the saner half or third of the Age of Darkness podcast the man who needs no introduction but he's getting one anyway Mr. Mark Salmon, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? Well, we're doing good. I think everybody's got a drink in front of them, so I think uh, I think the world will be put to rights quite happily. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So give give everybody uh, who, for some ungodly reason, may be listening to this podcast but may not have heard of your podcast, God only knows why, um, <laughs> and give, give The Age of Darkness a shout out and just uh, tell everybody what you guys are about. Yeah, well, uh, I'm Mark from the Age of Darkness podcast, one of the co-hosts there with JP and Miles, and uh, we do the Age of Darkness podcast where we do a lot of uh, hobby-focused topics, we do uh, a lot of narrative, basically going through books, dissecting all the books and uh, talking about shit like that, and once in a while we throw in some, you know, like uh, rules uh, debates and stuff like that when we get some new rules. Oh, and don't forget your battlecast, they're awesome. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yes as well. The, uh, the Battle of Halifurian is still ongoing. Uh, we've got four more episodes coming up pretty soon, I think, uh, to end this season off. Oh, nice. awesome! Are yeah. they are they to be recorded, or have they? Are you in process of, or? Uh, well, the next one, JP and I are supposed to be recording in a couple weeks' time, and then uh, we've got some planned, pretty much to drop all the way up till December, and then uh, we should be good for the first season of the story. Oh, awesome! Nice. I love, I love that. That's the most. The first season. There's more to come. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. You, yeah, lot, lots in the works. You guys, you guys well, have seriously nailed down that whole um, audio battle format or audio battle rep format. It's uh, really quite awesome. I must admit. Uh, oh, definitely. Think JP puts a lot of work into uh, uh, like doing all the uh, dramatic readings and voiceovers. It's great stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's really good to hear JP winning once in a while as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he actually won a game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he did what? Wait, hang on. Spoilers. No, I haven't caught up yet. Oh, man. Oh, JP won one. What the hell? It's, it's like the natural order of things has been completely, completely turned on its head. Oh, I guess it was bound to happen, right? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. What you I, I understand why you didn't sign up for any of the singlies in Adepticon, though. <laughs> Oh, Freddie, is that some shots being fired there, mate? I thought you well, guys were going to be like, bro, you're like, you guys are like best bros and stuff, you know? Yeah, no, well, we're going to be like fucking partners in militia crime <laughs> <laughs> next year. Uh, so basically, El Adepticon next year, if you hear the sound of what may be uh, shovels being used to remove models from the gaming table, just look for Freddie and JP and then you'll understand where the noise is coming from. Something like that, maybe? Yeah, and uh, you will hear a background story of every single casualty that he takes in. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, this is how I love it. This is how I imagine JP's mind to be working. If you remember seeing um, the, uh, Christ, what is it? Starship Troopers, when, spoilers, they're looking for Rico because he's gone missing. There's this gigantic streaming feed of casualty reports and who's been killed in action, who's missing in action, all this sort of stuff. That's how I imagine JP's mind when he's doing this. It's just a constant <laughs> stream of information of sheer just, you know, he's probably got like three generations back on most characters alone um, kind of stuff. And then, it's, why, it's why I love him. I mean, he's brilliant. And then all of a sudden, he was only two days from retirement. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! He was only two days from retirement. He was gonna get his golden bayonet. <laughs> well, if you want to see some of that uh, happening live, just go back and find our old video stream from the oh, similarly awesome. drunk game. <laughs> I, was watching, I, was, I was trying to watch that live, and I was half asleep. But it was just—I think JP actually put me to sleep just by listening to his voice. <laughs> And that's totally meant as a compliment because it was awesome. But it was just can, like you say that like he's so passionate though. I know. Like it's poor, poor wife that never got the pension because some fucking bureaucrat <laughs> fucked up. And oh, like, I, I feel bad for killing that dude. <laughs> so you should, Freddie. So you should. You should feel bad for all this bad. Feel the feel the shame, Freddie. Yeah. In the box of shame. Oh my god. Alright. Anyway, but that's not why we're here. No, but we have to we have to shout the podcast out. We've got to send some love yeah, JP's true. way as well, and Miles, of course, because Miles is an awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, de- definitely. Funny, funny thing is, I found out after listening to the show, I didn't realise where Miles was, but he he literally lives less than a couple of miles away from where I used to live in Wales, which is kind of kind of sort of random, but pretty cool at the same time. Oh, it, it, isn't everything a couple of miles away in Wales? Yeah. <laughs> No, we're not I, talking I Swedish miles here. We're talking actual measured miles. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize you were you were Welsh. Uh, oh, <laughs> shots fired! No, I'm not a Welshman. I'm an Englishman. Oh no! I just spent far too long <laughs> of my life there. We're, um, we're trying not to mention the W word here. <laughs> okay. We're, we're trying not to mention that the the, the English tossed him out of England. <laughs> First the Wales, and then the Wales got sick. English people got sick of him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Esker still never seems to let you go for our tournament, so, you know, it works one way and works the other, I guess. It's just how, how our local lives are, man. What can we say? Yeah, I really wish I didn't live here. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, let's move Let's move on before we, we you know, we, this is our level of banter, this is how it is, but let, let's move on. Um, so... Like I said, we're talking nights this evening, and we're going to go. We're going to chat everything we can about nights, whether uh, it's about what they are, where they come from. I mean, you know, a mummy mech and a daddy mech get together, um, and then stuff gets made. 
and you know how the knights work and most importantly how you can use them on the battlefield and what's available to you as a knight player um, and then because it's the knight raffle episode because it's all about Duchesne awareness and what we're doing for that Mark has graciously put together a list of uh, a knight list which could be used or something you could you could emulate if you were to be lucky enough to win one of these night houses so there's a whole lot going on this is a bumper 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 episode um so let's just get cracking uh mark being being the uh, the special guest and the dude who knows probably as much about knights as anybody else should know uh do you want to tell people what what knights are all about i mean when it comes to the fluff and and where they fit in the in the universe of, of 30k yeah, sure. We we can jump into that. First, I'll give you a quick efficient synopsis if you'd like of Imperial Knights. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. It wouldn't be you without it. <laughs> this is true. Oh, my life is complete right now. I just need to take a moment. <sighs> yeah, all, okay. So, <laughs> all you need to know about Knights, big stumpy robots, not as big as Titans. Put them on the table, kick the shit out of some people. You'll have a great time. Is that good? Not so, not so many friends afterwards. It's it's quite possible, yeah. Um, yeah. There we are. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. There's our episode. Good night. Well, yeah. You know, Freddie has said, should we mention? Should we possibly say, knights, the friendlier option to custodes. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear someone say that. So let's be fair. Knights, knights suddenly became really fluffy since <laughs> custodes came out. Yeah, and the, so, yeah. the friendly, the friendly neighborhood knight army. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, but on a more serious note, uh, Imperial Knights are basically, like I said before, they're they're uh, smaller class Titans, smaller than Warhounds, but uh, capable fighters in their own right. Um, uh, initially, the uh, the Knights came about uh, during the uh, what was it? Uh, do you guys know which age it was? I can't remember. It's not it's not the ages. Um, uh, the fucking was it uh, the age of What's they've it called? Been, they've been around since the great since the great diaspora from the Sol system, the first one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they they were sent out basically initially with all the uh, like expeditionary fleets they had at that time to colonize the galaxy, and uh, it's in some places too the knights were initially used as uh, even like agricultural tools like farming equipment, but their main role was in uh, defense of these planets against various like Xenos raiders. Uh, or like hostile incursions towards the people. Um, one thing before we jump in a bit more, uh, I don't know if you guys know much about the old fluff, but originally, back in the day, uh, the Imperial Knights weren't made by the Mechanicum. They were made by Eldar Exodites for these people to use. Oh, didn't know that at all. That's Jesus pretty cool. Christ. Is that like way, way back in... Well, this Rogue Trader era, isn't it? Or is that further uh, back? Uh, it, it's they go back as far as I believe it's like White Dwarf 126 is when it first came out when the Exodites taught them how to use them for like agricultural means, but then humans being humans decided to turn them on the Eldar and pretty much wiped out the Exodites. So it's it's pretty pretty wonky old fluff for these guys, for sure. Um, but like a little bit uh, on Knights because Knights is a single pilot. It's not like a Titan where you have multiple uh, princeps in it. You have got one guy who basically bonds with the machine. Uh, to basically better utilize the systems. Um, I found out some interesting information digging into uh, a little bit here on the knights and this whole bonding system that there's like, some people consider this like a flaw in the technology, but there's like a, a system in place that sort of creates this sense of 
nobility and duty and honor to the house of the knights. Um, some people think that this is potentially a fail-safe so that less knights will go rogue, turn like uh, turn to chaos or go off on their own, that they'll be loyal to their house. Because um, the knights are formed into knightly houses, and they're ruled by either seneschals, kings. Um, in the case of Mechanicum houses, they're uh, ruled by... Uh, princeps and it, it it's very similar to like an old knightly order uh these guys are you know very chivalric they like to go fight in battle fight giant monsters and things like that um but uh, did you guys have anything to add to that first yeah part I, 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 I remember like the old fluff in epic when you know do you remember that uh, what's it called like the titan legion game that came out with uh, the imperator and the two mega guards yeah 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 yes yeah, that was brilliant game. That, it's kind of when the first time you came came out with the night houses and yeah, I, I kind of remember that they had a kind of similar fluff to the Bretonians at the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> there was a, there was a lot more played on that sort of um, heraldic nobility style, um, very very individual kind of but, styling. But, but yeah, but back in that day, they they were kind of like in servitude to the different uh, like titan legions and, and stuff yeah they, yeah definitely. they were like honor bound to different titan legions they are yeah. they still are in the current 30k fluff some of them yeah yeah because you you have your knights broken down into like three three different kinds you have imperial knights you have mechanicum knights and then you have your fleet uh free blades and your mechanicum knights are basically sworn to the throne of uh terra and they function very similar to Space Marine chapters in 40k, where they answer calls for aid rather than being ordered to. And the Mechanicum ones are basically directly allied to Mechanicum Forge World, who they su they supply the Forge World with defense and possible supplies from their their vassal world. Um, and then you have the Free Blades, who are basically they're either like dishonored guys, they're shunned. Um, they could just be abandoned, like they could go to a planet with their knight brothers and be left there by themselves with no way to escape. Um, they're, or they're almost like just basically like swords, for example. Yeah, but yeah, isn't there really also like actually. I kind of remember that sometimes uh, knights uh, took leave from their imperial knight households or whatnot just to make a name from themselves, like to, to go out and claim honor and then come back. Yeah, yeah. Or, so or like free blade for a while. Yeah, there's yeah definitely some of the knights do that. Um, like uh, in uh, it, there isn't too many of this mentioned in 30k, but in 40k you have um, the Obsidian Knight who basically was dishonored from his house to go off and fight against the Tau. And there's uh, a few other a few other ones in 40k as well that same same sort of thing where they weren't dishonored but they went to go claim fame and they just like getting all this fame on their own so they never went back to their house. And some of them are the last of their houses as well, after their planet has been destroyed. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there seems to be um, a, a fair amount of, of that. Again, it, it's so, it goes so far back to that sort of Dark Age mentality, uh, you know, as in our history, of the Wandering Knight or the the errant knight going out for glory or whatever or maintaining all of that is is really strongly themed through this i mean it's obviously it, there's no there's no coincidence that's where a lot of the theming has come but it's been when you sort of read about it it's done been done in such a good good way that it feels natural to me 
I don't know about anybody else, but it feels kind of natural, like it, the way they do things fits in, in yeah. the in the well, 40k it, world. It also remember about those uh, samurais, whatever that, uh, like the Ronins the or Shogun. whatever that were. The Shogun. The Shogun is a military commander. Okay. They, I yeah, never no, remember. no, no, no. I, I think the the, this is why, is the this is why we have like, you, Chris. You know, you know these things. Because I'm pretty sure the Ronin was the one that has lost their master and whatever, and he just roams around as like kind of a free blade sort of ish. Well, it's it probably the closest equivalent we can mention without using all the details about it. Yeah, fair enough. So there's a there's a pretty rich history in these guys. Oh yeah, man, most definitely for this. I, I mean, th there's tons of notable houses uh, that we could talk about as well. But but I guess um, initially, like when the Great Crusade expanded out into the uh, the galaxy and was finding all these night houses, um, there were there were some that were uh, basically the Mechanicum found and uh, made alliances with them. There's some that night houses that uh, acted in outright. Uh, you know, they they didn't accept the rule of the Imperium. Like um, there's uh, one of the stories with the imperial fist where the imperial fist basically challenged the night house to a duel and obliterate them to well, oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> to, to get them to join the imperium um but uh i, I do you want to go through some night houses now just like a, a sure i mean we if we carry if we've covered all, all the uh, all the main groups yeah let's do that let's talk about some of the night houses uh which ones have you got in mind uh well let's start with the first this is the first night house it's a uh, house Tyran tyrannus which are there the uh, the Red Knights and you people will, if you remember uh, reading uh, the novels you'll remember them from the Mechanicum book. They're the they ones used to that. Be blue. <laughs> yeah, they they did used to be blue. <laughs> well, the 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 Martian contingent at least was blue, but that one was destroyed in the Battle of uh, Magma City. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's a good story. <laughs> oh, it's it's so great too. It's weird too because those knights in that book do have like uh, retractable treads. Like, have you guys ever played Heavy Gear? You guys know that game? No, I don't oh, yeah. actually. Where it, basically it's big people piloting robots, and all the robots had these uh, like uh, retractable wheels or treads that they could flip onto their feet and drive around with to get around faster. And in Mechanicum, those knights have that, so maybe we'll see that in the future, possibly for a knight variant, which would be pretty or cool. Or jetpacks. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let, let's save the let's save the world of the wish listing to the end. Let's save that. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Knight Tyrannus, they were the, the first, like the principal night house founded on Mars. Um, there's some interesting little tidbits about them. For some reason, their knights don't have that, uh, I guess, weird machine spirit for the bonding. I'm not sure, like, there's not much on the background of that, but they don't seem to have that for whatever reason. Um, but these guys suffered terribly during the Horus Heresy uh, with their night house, it, possibly one of the largest, being left with only two at the end of the Heresy. That is, wow. uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, did you guys? Have, I, have, I have a few more night houses. I was wondering if you guys had any that you wanted to shout out. Um, I, was, I mean, I was going to talk about. Uh, I was going to briefly mention House Macabius, but I mean, we've gone through. We've talked about that very briefly in the previous one because it's one of the houses. It's the house I'm painting for the uh, for the actual um, raffle. Um, but that, if you've got book four, um, I would suggest you go and have a look at the info on house macabius because it's in there and in all it's you know forge world black book glory um it will do me do it way more justice than me reading through it <laughs> <laughs> so i mean if you um, if you've got something you want to go with mark crack on man let's let's hear it yeah yeah sure i've got uh, house divine 
from Moloch. Uh, this was they were featured in Vengeful uh, yeah. <laughs> Spirit. Uh, this is one of the cooler houses. I mean, these oh, guys wow. really embrace the feel of Game of Thrones <laughs> for whatever reason. Oh, I mean, like. <laughs> You know, sleeping with your like your sister's children and like your mother and like they're just totally messed up and uh, they they were like uh, from way back fluff too like with uh, Bane Lash the uh, the one who becomes the king of the house uh, for these guys when they finally betray the Imperium at the Battle of Moloch and then they're also the feature in that isn't it like a short story as well when they fuck up uh, that dude in the bounding. Some shit when, when they kind of laid the background story for Moloch. Uh, yeah. yeah, because he's sleeping with his sister who's marrying this other guy that's supposed to be take over the uh, take over the thing, and then they tried to kill his dad. Yeah, and, yeah. It... But he managed to kill the guy that he's going to marry and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's... it's definitely a short story about this night house. Yeah, and they're they're just totally fucked up. I mean, like it's it starts off with the king's son killing the king, and then eventually the king gets killed. Well, the new king gets killed by his crippled brother to take over the house when they eventually get corrupted by Fulgrim and turn to Slanish and kill an Imperator Titan, and that's got to be one of the best Imperator deaths I think in the in it's from all their fiction. I have to admit, I think it's probably the one of the. I mean, I, I love the um, the uh, Mechanicum book. Um, I think that's a great what happens with the knights and that totally awesome but the whole house divine thing in the vengeful spirit may have something to do with the fact I've just finished listening to it again um, but <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> it's just like yeah we, we're going to do this boom <laughs> simple as that you know it's yeah. it's absolutely glorious it's yeah cool definitely <laughs> it's a cool family would you want to be a part of it <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't no want comments. to get in its way, basically, for sure. <laughs> so, do you have what it takes to survive this horrible family? <laughs> if you play the game of House Divine, you win or you die. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I don't think you win in, in any kind of way. But... Oh, it's true. <laughs> oh, another one people know about this one is uh, House Malinax, of course. Um, yeah. They're super featured. They have that amazing color scheme. Like... What kind of color is that? Like a khaki? Would you yeah, guys say? Yeah, it's like a like a deeper bone color, I guess. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds of um, I don't know, like it, it's kind of how I picture the ceramite be, like the kind of like ceramite, unpainted ceramite. Okay, yeah, yeah, that that that's cool for sure. Like, yeah, so these guys are from like the world of Xana, and there's all the stories. I I don't want to jump into the Xana incursion too much except uh, you know it's a really cool story if you have the book you should definitely read it uh, but they're definitely one of the traitor houses and uh, they're not destroyed during the heresy they actually managed to escape and work for the Dark Mechanicum on Xana 2 at some point and also they're like one of the coolest fucking icons as well yeah that scorpion is just friggin great <laughs> um, it is gorgeous uh, it's got to be one of the best one of the best sort of icons in the game and, and like Stuart said, it's, it's one of the fucking amazing um, painting scheme to weather and work with. Yeah. Because yeah. before that came out, I kind of actually painted my Black Shield sort of the same way. And then the book came out. I was like, ah, well, oh, fuck, I'll stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it, and it yeah. really works well for weathering. So that'd be a cool story too. Your black shields working with these, net, like working with the the Malinax house. That'd be pretty cool. Do, they don't have transfers small enough though, do they, for guys on their ship? Uh, well, you so far, like my yourself. black. This, this is kind of sidetracking, but my black shields are uh, the origin of the Astro Claws. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're traitor through and through, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no matter not, what. No matter what. No, but it's, it's cool. Like, I've always loved the Astro Claws, and I want to give them some sort of, uh, like, the Badabor homage in um, 30K. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's some seriously good stuff, man. Um, another thing, like, I mean, there's so many night houses to go through. I think uh, I found a, a master list. There's like 60 or 70 night houses that have some information, but people should definitely jump in and read about these night houses. But another interesting thing we can talk about is like creating your own night house. Um, have any of uh, you guys done that before? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Quite quite, re- quite recently as well. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Uh, but I have. I, I must say, uh, I, I created a a 40k chapter that was very night themed as in heraldically <laughs> themed and everything so um, oh very cool yeah i, w- I will take that as, uh, as as my in on that conversation <laughs> what, what's uh what's your night house freddy that you created uh it's the one for the night house raffle and uh, basically what i did uh, uh well, my inspiration mostly comes from uh, Master of Mankind and that badass female. So obviously, my fucking leader had to be female because that's just how it is, right? <laughs> uh, and I just, and then uh, I just kind of uh, uh, put piece, bits and pieces together. I, I read through heaps of Night House backgrounds, and I just decided to, you know, which one fitted most, which one did I like, how did I, you know, what intrigued me, and what would like which engagement would they be part of and stuff. So I kind of the Rangadan Xena side is one, one of the new, you know, it, it's so black right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I definitely had to have that one. And then, uh, and then I kind of had to figure out how they got like the background with the, their uh, coat of arms. And so basically I kind of decided that, because uh, I was using um, Andrew from uh, Os30K sent me the Golok War uh, transfers, so I u- used them as base for for the actual uh, coat of arms, and then I wanted to come up with a story why they had like the Aquila and why they had the the Eye of Horus and why they had the uh, the uh, like the the additional eye and some some of the markings and stuff. And if you want to read more about my background, without well, you probably already heard it in in the segment before this going through with Stuart, but just check it out on the Night House Raffle, and every time I release a night, I'll release some more on, on the background. But basically, you know, it's uh, House Ciliac, and uh, it's led by, well, a mistress, obviously, and it, it's ho- home planet, it's Haguarii, if everyone remembers part of the event series, it's, it's a night planet, and it's in the Scorpius system, obviously it's part of the Golok cluster, so... That's that's where it's it is it in the universe. I have no idea if it's still there in fucking new 40k with the riff and all, but yeah. <laughs> if not, it's it's somewhere in time and space because yeah. you know that's what these warp riffs yeah. do, man. They just they just help realign plot everywhere. Yeah, but I have <laughs> a, I, I, I have a full on background there about you know how how the fighter got killed and uh, 
in the Rangadan genocide and how like they, they've inherited different suits, the backgrounds of the suits, uh, how, how old they are, if they're young, when they're produced, what's the name of the pilots, uh, what, what notable things have the pilot done, and so on and so on. Very cool. Yeah, like, that's just one of the fun things you can do with your Nighthouse. Like, instead of, like, a, it's more of a 40k thing where people just buy these things to crush their opponents. Yeah, like, you know, just stomp them out. But you can, you can have a lot of fun creating, like, rich background. Like, I, I, the Nighthouse I'm working on is uh, House Tyrannic, and it was featured in the last uh, Battlecast that JP and I did. And uh, more of the background's going to be coming out as we play this campaign. Um, but, uh, like... I don't know, like, I'm tempted, like, I own Seven Nights myself at the moment. I'm I'm always tempted to start a new house. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> because nothing nothing says, you know, I've got a few things, I, I, I haven't got enough lights like a second night household, you know. <laughs> exactly, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's good. Like, if you think about, like, how I, I collect my Empress Children, right? And I'm a big, passionate Empress Children thing. But still, when I did the MK course, I did Iron Hands. Why? Because they're, they're rivals, right? So if you do a night house, like I did in fantasy, you got I had dwarves, obviously I had night goblins because that makes sense. I had high elves, obviously I will have dark elves. <laughs> yeah. You know? So if you do a night house, you probably get like who are their sworn rivals, you know, and it would be night house bled. And then you can work out, and then you can incorporate the fluff and work out like some serious cool stuff. Oh joy, that means basically I'm going to be painting a lot of yellow in my future then. Yay. Well, to be fair. <laughs> They did make enemies with everyone. Yeah, that is true. Even but... themselves. So you can just paint another Iron Wars army. I just just use the same one, just put different markings <laughs> on the shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like I've got like ten thousand points of the damn things without upgrades. So you know, I got enough to go to go around. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, actually, just a question: Where you talk about that? Your night household. Uh, which night household did you say it was? You have for your guys? It's uh it's uh the night house tyrannic. It's a custom made one. It's one of the thirteen houses that rules the Helio sector, which is where JP and I are doing our campaign in. Um, and uh, I don't want to say too much now because we're going to be releasing a lot of details, like okay, as cool. the uh, the campaign goes on about the history of these guys during the heresy, because uh. I can say they might not be around for very long. That's all I'll say. Okay. No, spo- no, no, no. We don't go spoiler territory, but that's how you've painted the guys up, and you know that's that's how they look. And... So you want to repaint them soon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, de- I'm not stripping these models. God, no. <laughs> Heads to second night house. <laughs> yeah. And we're back horrendous. on topic now. <laughs> so uh, now that we've discussed, you know, background on the knights and uh, like the night households, and now we're going to talk playing these guys on the tabletop and uh, getting into that. So these guys have a, a unique uh, army list uh, construction um, that you don't use the, the regular uh, Age of Darkness uh, four sword charts. They have their own uh, specific one. Um, and uh, do you want me, uh, I can go, th- do you want me to go through the layout of it too? Go through the whole thing, man. You're, you're, you're yeah, the yeah, guest yeah, you're here for it, brother. You go for it. Perfect. Yeah, the Quest Story Night Crusade Army Force Org is a bit different than the regular one, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what you have with this one is you got a mandatory one HQ, one troop. Um, you have an additional four uh, uh, troop choices, one additional HQ, three elites, two fast, two heavy, with an optional Lord of War, and you have the regular uh, allies matrix for these guys. So you don't have as many slots as the regular one, but with the amount of points these guys cost you're gonna fill it up really quick so it's not a big deal yeah that's a very fair point it's like you don't need that many slots man yeah like like 
you'd probably be able to play like six, seven thousand points and maybe fill all your slots, depending on how you made the army uh, with these guys. But so when uh, you're making the knight uh, Questorus uh, army list, uh, instead of just taking knights to add flavor to your your army, you have ranks that you take, and the ranks are associated with the various slots that you have. So with the HQ, you have your Seneschal rank, which is a zero to one choice. It's uh, 50 points for an upgrade for your knight, but this gives your uh, knight uh, Seneschal plus one to his weapon skill and his ballistic skill, Ooh. and increases his invulnerable save to a three plus from his ion shield. Oh, that's tasty. <laughs> which is kick ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a reason this guy's in charge. <laughs> yeah, and, definitely. And, and he's also like kind of like a praetor because he gets a reroll that um, warlord trait. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when we get to that, that'll definitely be handy because there's a couple of these warlord traits that are like situational. So having that reroll is great. Um, the other one you have for your lore, uh, for your HQ choice is the Lord Sion. Uh, that's another zero to one. It's a 25 points, and this guy is a veteran knight, so he gets plus one to his weapon skill and ballistic skill. So if you need another knight to hit space marines on threes, then that's what you want to do, for sure. <laughs> if you really want to punk those punk those little men even harder. That, yeah, that nice uh, sword <laughs> that we're going to go through later. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which loves Marines. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it loves everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so when you guys, uh, when you jump into the elite slot, uh, the first one you have here is the Perceptor. There's no max on this, and it's a 25-point upgrade for the Knight. And he's got the Oracle of Battle. And as long as you have this guy on the table, you get plus one to your reserves. In addition, friendly Knight models that are part of the same detachment that are within six of this guy, have the intercept special and could fire Overwatch. Um, they just have a little exception here. If you're using the big Hellstorm template, it does D6 instead of D3. These guys are awesome. Yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> this, is, this is like... The, if you're facing Angron in a drop pod, you need to max out on this shit. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, the next one they have is the Knight... Uh, Selter? Uh, I'm not trying to pronounce it. I'm horrible with these things. This is zero one choice. Do you guys know how to pronounce it? <laughs> Ocuteller. Ocu yeah, Ocuteller. That, that's Ocuteller. So, uh, Ocuteller, yeah. Ocuteller. Um, <laughs> this dude here. <laughs> that guy there. <laughs> the A dude. He, he's, it's an interesting choice. It's a 35 point upgrade and he has this sworn enemy. So after you set up the table, you basically have to pick a sworn enemy for this guy, which is the enemy warlord, uh, Lord of War. Uh, but it can't be like a flyer because uh, he'd more than likely never be able to get to this flyer. Um, and basically, if the uh, he manages to kill this, uh, his sworn enemy, you get D3 additional uh, victory points. And this is an additional if you, say, pick their warlord. So that's pretty decent. Um, but if the enemy warlord, like the sworn enemy or whatever you picked, is killed by any other means, you get no victory points. And if this guy doesn't kill it, your opponent gets plus one. So that's a little shaky there. Um and his second ability, he's got a neat one from uh, Death Eye Strike. Basically, when he's destroyed in the assault phase, he can make one additional attack with his uh, chosen melee weapon that he might have against the enemy. So that's pretty cool, for sure. He's go um, going down in a blaze of glory, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, well, this could be handy if you're facing like that one Malkador or some shit, because, you know, that's a super heavy ground vehicle, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, just, definitely. Make that just one enemy. <laughs> Go punch, <laughs> go punch that in the face. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see, what else do we got here? We've got, uh, in the uh, Elite Slots, we've got Free Blades. 
Um, this is just sort of a fluff choice. There's no special rules associated with this, so it's really up to you. You just have want to have that one guy you painted different in your army uh, to tell his story. Um, what we have here next, we're moving on to troops. And troops, you've got two ranks in the troop section. You've got the Sion uh, Marshal. Uh, it's a free upgrade. Basically, your knight has no additional uh, like bonuses to weapon skill, ballistic skill, no special rules, um, except that you gain objective secured. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think these are the only things in the game that actually have that. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you're right, as in what we know as um, objective secured. Yeah, well, basically a unit with this special rule uh, controls an objective even if an enemy scoring unit uh, is contesting that objective. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, pure, I, it's purely like, sorry Mark, as you say, it's purely down to like fluff and the sheer size of the guys and stuff like that. Yeah, basically, it, it, they kind of need it, uh, it, it well, it, I mean, they're knights, but I mean, they sort of need this to be able to hold objectives like uh, late game. Um, the other rank you can take as a troop is a C on Aspirant. So this is a minus 35 points because you're basically getting a fresh knight in your army. Um, this guy gets a minus one to his weapon skill, ballistic skill, and a minus one to his ion shield saving throw. So uh, these guys can be good, I feel, like uh, if you want to cram in more of the elites and the fast and the heavy guys just to, uh, you know, uh, to have a nice drop in points on your knights, too. But they also have the young blood rule, which means you can't have more of these guys than other knights in your army. Uh, so you can't, like, take all five troop choices of these guys and only have the one HQ leading in the battle, which, you know, that could actually be kind of fluffy, if you think about it. If you're doing, like, a narrative game, the king's leading out all the little young guys to test them in battle. Time to get blooded, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Everyone else is dead, so... Yeah, <laughs> jab him in. Why? We're going down like flies, man. We need you. We need you, blood. We're going down like flies. That will basically be the new guys and the guy who wants to die. Yeah, but but I think the the fluff behind this is it that basically like one of the young knights gets uh, attached to one of the senior ones, so it's like an aspirant sort of thing, whatever. Yeah, like a squire. It, yeah, exactly. That this is exactly what it is. Like the guy, the, the the real knight is taking him out to show him the ropes on how to do everything. Yeah. That's very uh, so uh, next we got the fast attack, um, and in the fast attack we've got the Sion Dolores. This one's a twenty-five point upgrade, and it's freaking amazing and worth those twenty-five points. You have the Dolores charge. Uh, when the knight uh, with this rule makes a failed charge roll, uh, you can. Uh, Sorry, you can re-roll the failed charge roll and sweeping advances for this guy. Uh, that's awesome with your well, knights if you got it. It says you must re-roll, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I, I don't know why you probably wouldn't. <laughs> True, but it, it's just more that you must re-roll. Isn't it? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Twist my arm, um, goddammit. Yeah. They, they do have a bit of a drawback, though. They have the worthy foe. Uh, when they charge in the assault phase, they have to try and charge uh, other knights. Uh, walkers, monstrous creatures, primarchs, and super heavy or gargantuan creatures. Uh, so your opponent can try and bait you out, like throw a little crappy dreadnought out so you'll charge that, and then you'll be exposed to the rest of their fire, but it's still definitely worth all its points. Um, next, we've got the Sion uh, Hulan. Uh, this guy's interesting because it's a free upgrade, um, but what your knight gets is it gets Intemptuous uh, uh, Advance, and you gain the scout and hit and run special rules. That's friggin' awesome for a knight. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Knight Lancer. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, 
you're not being able to disengage from combat. It's like someone gets, you know, a Leviathan into you. Somehow, like, I don't know, you don't kill a Leviathan for whatever reason. You're down on health points. You can just run away and then recharge something else if you need to. Um, there is a bit of a downside to this, though. You get minus one to your front armor, but, you know, it's not a super big deal um, when it comes to these guys. But then you've got the Ulan Scorn. Uh, you basically have to snap shoot your weapons if you're firing at targets that are more than 24 inches away. Uh, that's not really a big deal considering how fast these guys move on the tabletop. Yeah. Uh, that's brilliant. Sorry, I'm just loving loving those two fast <laughs> attack options. That's just, hey, it's it's not an infiltrating glaive, but I get to scout my knight forward. Check this shit yeah. out. <laughs> you do what now? Fucking scouting knight lancer. Yeah. yeah it, it's just sad you only have two fast attack because I... I'd eat that up and use a lot of a lot of those for fast attack for sure. But uh, heavy support is definitely not outdone by the fast attack or anything else because you have the Sion Alabaster, which is a 25 point upgrade. And uh, the knight's weapons are basically an auto um, sorry modified and uh, like increased with targeters and all kinds of crazy shit. And the knight has the tank hunter special rule. And in addition, if it doesn't move, it gains the skyfire special rule if you choose. Jesus, in handy. <laughs> And that's a 25 <laughs> point upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, you are quite limited to how, what you can fire with the knight. So it's yeah. quite fair with the 25 point upgrade, I think. True, although on the right knight it's going to count, isn't it? To be fair. Yeah, yeah. There's there's only really one... like there's there, When we get to the knights, there's only really one that I would pick to take this upgrade on. Um before we get there, we've got the Sion Implacable, which is a 35-point upgrade, and this one has Wall Breaker. So this one gets a plus one of the results on vehicle damage, to, uh, the vehicle damage table, which is, I don't know, it's that that's okay. Do you guys play with a lot of fortifications at where you are? Not uh, really. Well, not, not unless you, 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 you know, you, you, you count the game at the MKA thing, and then I just get shouted down for being too goddamn Well, I have, to, I have to say, at uh, <laughs> last year's Scandis, everyone brought that uh, that tile, Fortwell tile fortification. The Promise Yeah, the yeah. one that played the uh, Iron Warriors. So. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I'm tempted by that, because that thing's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the next thing they have, which is really cool, uh, they have the Infantry Crusher. You can reroll uh, results on the stomp table, but you have to accept the second result if it's worse. Uh, that is absolutely fucking retarded. Um, and in Fish, addition... Fishing for sixes. <laughs> exactly. You get a five-plus invulnerable save against grenades and melt bomb attacks in the assault phase, but you can't make sweeping advance. Whoop-de-fucking-do. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, because that's such a fucking letdown compared, yeah. compared to a five-up invulnerable. Well, well this is the one where you want to try and fish for sixes against Primarchs. Exactly. Uh, well, I, question for you guys: H How do you guys play the stomps out where you are? Because um, I know when they dropped that uh, the seventh edition FAQ on the knights, um, they said you can look out for stomps except a roll of a six. So, how do you guys play it? Uh, well, a six, you're fucked. You're gone. So you yeah. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. yeah. You used, used to ask uh, Fulgrim. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, I was just about to go there for instance. Just, just, just ask Fulgrim from Last Scandus. Because, yeah, he, yeah, that's what happens when you get a knight walk up to you and roll a six on the stomp. It's like, boom! Yeah, you just, oh, I've got to scrape a Fulgrim off my boot. You know? <laughs> Didn't Linus do the same to you in the podcast game? No. Wait, no, I don't think he did a six. He, he, or he maybe, stomped him. 
Oh yeah, he just he just danced all over him like he was doing the doing uh you know the trip fandango on on my units. It was like, well, okay, there goes those guys then. <clears throat> yeah. It doesn't matter if you have a breach of shield if you're stuck between the breach of shield and the foot of a knight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> put it on edge. Put it. Oh crap! Well, too late. <laughs> well, try try the seven knights tried to do that to Angron. Didn't go so well. Yeah, but Angron can. Oh yeah. Angron can bench the... press a warhound for fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs> I think the be best uh, bit was when he was multi charged by three knights, and he at the end of the close combat, all three were dead, <laughs> including no. a land land raider with uh, an iron father. Oh my god! To toss it with a D on top of it. <laughs> um, do do you guys uh do you guys play with the the, the the total FAQ for them like with the whole weird arm firing arcs no. type deal as well? No, they can torso <laughs> twist. The model I have in front of me can fucking twist his torso. Well, it was quite a weird ruling, given that you could stand in front of it and knight couldn't do anything to you. Yeah, yeah you, you the, could do a conga I can't line. shoot you for whatever reason. The, the Ion Shield one in that, too, is actually pretty nifty, that you can actually use it against uh, barrage weapons. I like that as well. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But, uh, yeah, no, the, I, I, I'm, I'm with Chris on the whole conga line thing. I was like, really? Like, really, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's no. perfect. You just, then you just put the custodes with a shield in front of it. <laughs> Dude. Not cool, man. We said we were going to mention the C word. <laughs> All right. For, for, for everyone that put a night together, they realized that it, it makes no sense. You know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They move. They're they're fucking. And, they have limbs and shit. Yeah, and if if even if it would have a fixed torso, it would could still would still be able to move its arms. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um. Okay, all right. So let's uh, let's jump into the warlord traits for uh, these guys. So we've got a lovely sixth table here. We've got uh, roll of one. You get hell rider. So the knight warlord and all their knights in the attachment of twelve gain plus one to their movement and plus one to wound arm penetration rolls in the first game turn. It's decent, I think. Uh, situational. Yeah, not it, it's... not bad if you if you're smart enough to to put it up with. Uh... Or, or close to a scouting night or something along those lines, if you can make it work. Uh, yeah. Also good if, you, if you're playing against a drop army, and they're going to be coming in on you turn one, so you can be all over them. Yeah. This is true. This is very true. Yeah. Uh, see, see, if it was called Doom Rider, it would be all of the games. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be good. <laughs> Doom Rider! <laughs> um... Next on the table, we've got Glorious Renown. Fear test taken against the Night Warlord are a minus two penalty leadership value. Uh, an allied within 12 can reroll failed morale checks. That's good. Yeah, it's decent. I mean, there's no one nation alone no fear, so getting those Marines to run so you can stomp them is good. This is true. I mean, anything that uh, that can help you know, cover a failed morale check somewhere is always useful. Yeah, and that 12-inch uh, bubble is basically like the Super Heavy Command vehicle, so you can save points on all those fucking banners and shit. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, next one we've got is favorite of Mars. One of the knight's weapons is master crafted. Eh, it's okay. It's all right. I mean, re-rolling to hit with your chainsword or something is always definitely good. Or with your D lance. Yeah. Or yeah, with your D lance. <laughs> or your giant last cutter. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. <laughs> yeah. Or the fucking uh, black hole sun. Yeah. <laughs> 
Basically, I um, think it's next... pretty useful. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, next on the list, we've got the Lord of the Abyss. You get uh, Monster Hunter and Adamantium Will. Um, I guess that would be okay. Try to fish for that if you're playing against a lot of Mechanicum robots. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost furious with that crew. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> Dude. Uh... <laughs> um, saying, best book in the series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally the best book. It's like so the best book that no other books needed to be written. Anyway, um... uh, so uh, next on the list we've got President Commander. You get plus one to seize the initiatives uh, and missions where it's relevant, and the enemy gets minus one to reserve. Uh, that's pretty good. I like that. That's pretty good. And uh, last one, you've got Indomitable. Your Warlord gains the "It Will Not Die" special rule, regaining health points on your knights is always a good thing. Yeah. Unless you roll perfection. Yeah, yeah, then it doesn't matter what happens. Um, well, if you're all perfection, you would uh, end up with Hellrider, and then <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, did, uh, did, did one of you guys, I'm not too familiar with a Dracovac, actually, myself. Someone wanted to cover him before we get into the knights themselves. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, um, I've got him here in front of me. I mean, Chris, have you got a, have you got the stuff in front of you? Because I know you're a big fan of the of Archmaguses in general. Yeah, but th this one is no fun. This one's no fun. Oh, so that you mean I can cover it then? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's a traitor. Of uh, course, it's no fun. What? He, uh, he, he has a fucking, uh, what is it, like a, a donkey face or some shit? <laughs> no, he's got a goat skull or something like that. Yeah, oh, is it, he's, he, yeah he, he's basically, he can only be played as part of a, a traitor primary detachment. He, uh, and he he's must also be probably, he's probably also the model that every single Mechanicum player owns. But not because of him. <laughs> because of fucking uh, I've seen, Which is awesome. I've seen one of him with the skull head painted and several several more with the, of him with the hood hood head painted. You can put, put it like that. Because it comes one. with two heads. Yeah, I've, got, cool. I've got the kit in, within about three feet of me. And um, I'm going to be using that for a Magos or Arch Magos conversion. And it won't be using the, the skull head, that's for sure. Um Nothing wrong with it, but no. Uh, anyway, let's There's just talk. A lot wrong with it. Yeah. Well, let's just talk <laughs> about this guy. He's 240 points. Uh, he is. Um, Chris, you can correct me on the stat line, but uh, as far as like standard Arch Magos, uh, uh, weapon skill four, BS five, strength four, toughness six, uh, which is down to the abeyant, I believe, um, or at least the, there's more from the abeyant than that one. Uh, the Machinator array. Yeah. Two attacks, leaves of 10, two up save. He is armed with a Paragon Blade. He's got the Jin Skin, uh, Mechanicum Pro, uh, Protectiva, uh, Cortex Controller, Grav Gun, because you need a Gravitation Gun when you're that tooled up anyway, uh, Machinator Array. He's got a bunch of, of uh, special rules. So he's Stubborn, Causes Fear, Battlesmith, uh, Liquifractor, Relentless, um, has to be a Warlord, and High Techno Arcana. Um, so, just to go through these walls quickly, um, if he's your warlord, his or oh, he has to be your warlord if you're taking him. Uh, his warlord trait is death of flesh. So all units within the detachment have the special rule preferred enemy infantry all types within three inches of an objective. Uh, yeah, not bad, I guess. Situational, useful. 
Um, well, if it's an objective scenario, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's great, it's but uh, again, like I said, it's, if it's not, if it's just straight up killing, no objectives, yeah, doesn't really do much in there. Um, the liquefactor, so he can exchange all his attacks in the assault phase for a single liquefactor attack. This attack may be used against a single model in base to base contact and occurs at initiative step one. Uh, no hits to rolls to hit a maid, and the attack hits its target automatically. So to resolve the attack, the uh, Dravix player rolls 2d6. If the target has a toughness characteristic, they suffer a number of wounds equal to his roll minus their toughness value with an AP of uh, 2. If the target has an armor value, deduct the number of uh, the number rolled uh, from half the score of the armor value uh, being struck. The result is the number of penetrating hits the vehicle suffers. So... Thankfully, they actually put a, a description of how the shit works. Um, so, if the, the player rolls a six against the land raider with an armor value of fourteen, one, pen one penetrating hit is inflicted. So, seven minus six equals one. So, one penetrating hit. Yeah, it's not so great against armor, but it's fucking nice against uh, humans. It, it could potentially screw screw up a lot of people. Um, characters yeah, yeah. And well, stuff. even against Primark, like except the tougher ones that have toughness seven, because yeah. you normally roll seven on two d six. But well, if you get lucky and roll box cars or something, you're going to hurt somebody. Um, yeah. And then, as we said, the high techno Arcana, uh, basically. This all... is the this is the bomb. Yeah. This is this is a special high techno Arcana as well because there are other others. Yeah. So this is all units with Walker, Super Heavy Walker, or monstrous creature types in the same detachment. Gain plus one to their charge distances and sweeping advance results. That's pretty useful. That's brutal, yeah. Yeah. And that, um, that's probably why you're taking him in a. Yeah, and, and to mention also, um, as he's if you take him as a. Um, either for the Tagmata Omnisire army, which you can take, or as part of the Questorus Crusade army list, um, as part of the Crusader list, uh, Questorus knight list, sorry, then Castellax Battle Automata Manipuls may be chosen as non-compulsory troop choices and Vorax Battle uh, Automata Manipuls as fast attack choices for the army. So you can throw, you, you can take some troops, and if you want to fill it out, you can then take some Castellax as well. So, not bad. Um, and and the reason that he can't be in a knight list is because he has his own knight house. Yeah. Fluff angler. So well, people know why. I'm glad you I'm glad you covered that one, Chris, because I had that. So it isn't, isn't clear. <laughs> no no no. Uh, it's not clear in front of me on the stat page here. I think he's got his own section in book four, a little bit further back, uh, where it actually talks. It's about also it. in the fluff blurb next to the stats. Well, that would take reading, and I just read the numbers. <laughs> I, I, I drink I drink juice and I read things, you know, that's all I do. Um so yeah, that's him. <laughs> so that's got you covered there, Mark. Perfect. Uh, so let's let's jump into the knights. So the first knight we have on our list is the Knight Paladin. So this is your stock well one of the one of the stock standard knights uh, sold from uh, Games Workshop. Um we'll go through the stats and then we'll uh, note changes as we go to the other knights so we don't have to go through it again because they're all almost identical. I mean, these guys are weapon skill and ballistic skill 4, a strength of 10, front armor 13, side and rear 12, initiative 4, 3 attacks, 6 hull points. Um, now, the Knight Paladin uh, is equipped stock with the uh, Quistorus Battle Cannon, two heavy stubbers, the Reaper Chain uh, Sword, and the Ion Shield. Um, 
they got some uh, interesting upgrades because uh, the Questorus Battle Cannon is different than the Rapid Fire Battle Cannon. It's a uh, uh, range 72, uh, strength 6, AP 3, Ordnance 3, 5, Large Blast. Um, and you can swap it out for the regular Rapid Fire Battle Cannon, which is 72 inches, strength 8, AP 3, Ordnance 2, Large Blast. Um, they have a few other upgrades, like uh, the, the Games Workshop ones, thankfully, have all of the carapace uh, weapon mount options. So you have the Iron Storm uh, Missile Pod, the Twin Icarus Auto Cannon, and the Storm Spear Rocket Pod. Um, you can also upgrade their guns to have biocorrosive uh, ammunition for heavy stubbers, so you get poison 4-plus on your heavy stubbers, but you uh, do lose 6 inches of range when you shoot them. But, you know, whatever, that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. In addition, you can give them ocular augmetics, and um, I don't know... Uh, I don't find these incredibly useful myself. I mean, you, you get night vision, and you can reroll ones on the vehicle damage table and destroy weapon attacks, which are inflicted by shooting attacks at range 12 or less. Um, they only have one ranged D weapon in the list, and that's on the Atropos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that is a typo or something. It makes no sense, because... Like, if it's, like, shooting attacks 12 or less, it should probably be a fucking chainsword as well. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, this would be, <laughs> an, upgrade. This would be an auto-upgrade on all on all your knights, I think. Um, yeah. But, uh, basically, uh, you know, these are your stock standard regular knights. They're decent. Um, I don't think, when I put these on the table, I've ever used the Questorus Battle Cannon. I prefer using the Rapid Fire Battle Cannon. Have you guys ever had any uh, luck with that yeah. gun? No, no, no. I, I do the same. Good old fashioned strength eight. It's all yeah, it's all cause... about higher strength. To be fair, I mean, unless unless you're going, you you need that extra um, that extra shot for some peculiar reason. Uh, you know, you're playing maybe a more of a mass army, horde army ish kind of thing. I don't know. I can uh, go with I, the strength. Okay, pro- probably if you're. It depends on how you build your knight list. But if, if, if you're looking for something to call, like, power armor, then maybe I would have one of these in the backfield with that one. Uh, and grab some poison 4 pluses if I end up facing stupid, <laughs> stupid higher toughness dudes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So but I guess it that... would purely be, like, an anti-infantry. Yeah, because it, it, can't, it can't really threaten any armor of value. Like, that, that's too much value in the 30k tables. With the strength six, um, but, so the last. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I think that there is a reason to do it, and if you have a lot of knights, he's not going to be a high priority target because they will think like, oh well, he's a strength six guy, so he could be left alone a bit, and then you can sneak up with your chainsword and do some nasty shit. Kind, kind of like a little mind game you play with your opponent. Like he's not too threatening. Don't worry about him. Yeah, look at this guy. Said <laughs> he. He has a black hole. Thingy. This guy, this guy is much worse. He has to fucking, he has to strength eight. He's gonna fucking land right him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then uh, the last thing we'll go over, unless there's some changes, which there are in a few of the knights here, but uh, all knights have the ion shield, which is uh, four plus invulnerable save on all hits from a facing until the start of uh, the side's uh, next shooting phase. So basically, at the start of your opponent's shooting phase, you have to declare which facing, you know, front, uh, back, right, left, how you set this thing up. Um, so. It's it's their it's their main defense against enemy shooting and uh, when you're moving your knights around the table you have to be very careful uh, about where you're where you're how you're moving them and which facing you're showing your opponent because um, 
like the easiest tactic is to give a knight player bad choices. Like I have a squad of melted guys on your right, and I have last cannon shooting at you at the front. So where do you want to put your ion shield? That's that's one way to to tackle these things. So you have to be yeah. super careful when you're moving them around. Yeah, they are a little bit fragile in that respect. So if you've got somebody who knows, you know, firing arcs and, and fire lanes, and you know, being able to create checkmate you basically, um, you've got to be very careful with that. Yeah, which I I actually love that shit though because you know you have oh, to yeah. be kind of cunning and you have to the movement phase because you're you're feeling so few models, it makes the movement phase so much more important on how you put it and maximizing your shield and stuff. So it, it becomes sort of like a a chess game within the game. Yeah, which is it's, it's cool. I love that. It, shit. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely like it, it makes you think about how you want to do this, but also as you're moving your knights around the table too depending on how you're showing your facings and where your iron shield is, you can also use your other knights to provide cover for a knight that has a bad choice on two sides, so that it'll get cover from the one angle, and you can use the iron shield on the other angle. Um, yeah. uh, so the next knight we have is the knight errant, and this is basically identical to the paladin, except that this guy has the thermal cannon, which is a range 36, strength 9, AP 1, heavy 1, melts a 5-inch blast, uh, I don't see these guys getting used a lot in games around here. How about you guys? Um, to be fair, I've seen I've seen I've, I've faced knights a couple of times, and these always have seemed to be the the filler option. Yeah. As in, you know, needed to make it up to the two thousand points or whatever, or it's just I've modelled it this way, so I'm going to use it rather than more of a tactical thing. Um, but I mean, a, a five-inch melter blast isn't something to be sniffed at. Um, but yeah, I've not, I, I don't see it as much as I've seen the um, the paladin. Yeah, it, it's the paladin. I mean, it's, it's five points more, and you have a much more uh, versatile, like versatile, devastating weapon for your shooting with them. Um, and also, there's there's tons of armored ceramite floating around in 30k, so. It's 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 like a okay option if you just like the look of the errant, uh, you know, you can take one for sure. Yeah, for for my like my knight house consists of three knights. <laughs> I have one of each, one of the paladin and one of errant, and I've noticed that they like it's hard if you have to pick one, then obviously the errant wouldn't be your first choice. But the thing that I like is then I have something that has AP three with a blast, and I have something that has AP one with a blast. Because getting fucking terminators and shoot them up is hard, like with the with the other ones. So they complement each other, but I would probably not pick this on its own. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it also it also has one less heavy stubber than a paladin as well, uh, which you know that that kind of sucks too. But uh, before we jump in, actually, let's uh let's talk about the car base weapons. Um. So the first one you've got is the Ironstorm Missile Pod. Uh, it's a 30-point upgrade on all the knights that can take it. It's a range 48, strength 5, AP4, uh, large blast barrage. Uh, it's okay. Um, it's not super great. Uh, the next one is the Twin Icarus Autocannon, which is a range 48, strength 7, AP4, heavy 2, twin-linked uh, Skyfire Interceptor. So it's a little bit of anti-air uh, for your knights. Um and the last one, the Storm Spear Rocket Pod, which is a 48-inch range, strength 8, AP3, heavy 3 shot. So shooting out some decent crack missiles there. Uh, yeah. Let's see. All right, so the next knight we got on the list is the uh, Magera Knight. And uh, as the other knights, it's pretty much got the identical stat line, except this one is Initiative 2. 
Um, and it comes equipped with a lightning cannon, a phased plasma fusel, the Reaper Chainsword, Ionic Flare Shield, and Blessed Auto Simulacra. And uh, the Ionic Flare Shield is basically take an Ion Shield and also make it a Flare Shield. Uh, so these things are downright tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these things are gorgeous. Um, it, it, it's the next one I'm painting right now. I'm touching oh, yeah? It. You're working on that right now, are you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I mean, I, I, I really like these ones. Uh I like the, I, re- cool I genuinely light. like I genuinely like the model as well, which is uh, which is which is always nice. But uh, the fucking lift the claw. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah. Just, I just like the you know you got salvo weapons in there. You've got the don't don't screw with me options in there, and you know the <laughs> rad cleanser is just you know nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always good too. Um, these uh I. You know, uh, if you're fighting another knight house, these get, these knights will probably lose when you get to that close quarter engagement because of the initiative two. Um, but against other armies, especially in siege type warfare where you're just marching towards your enemy, it's going to take your opponent a long time to get rid of them for sure. With that, especially with Blessed Auto Simulacra being able to get some health points back as well. Um, yeah, I mean, any, any chance you've got of recovering a whole point is is golden, basically. Uh, yeah. And you know, six whole points are, are nothing. To, again, nothing to be sniffed at. But you know, six whole points. Oh look, he's down to four. Shit, he's back up to five. You know, you mm-hmm. just need you just need it sometimes. You know, it's totally it's totally worth having. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the next one, this is my favorite knight out of all the knights, is the uh, Questorus Knight Warden. Um, so once again, same stats as the uh, Paladin and the Errant. Um, but this guy comes equipped with an Avenger Gatling Cannon, a Heavy Flamer, and a Heavy Stubber as well. Um, the Avenger Gatling Cannon's a range 36, strength 6, AP3, heavy 12, rending. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So. Just, 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 yeah, why, why are you not taking that is the question. I'm going to assault cannon on speed. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 they're they're absolutely fantastic. I, also, too, I mean, options for this guy, you could take a Thunderstrike Gauntlet. Uh, probably wouldn't want to on them, uh, since it replaces your Chainsword. It's a a uh, it's a D weapon, but it's got the Colossal Rule, so you always strike initiative one, so that kind of sucks. But the Hurl Rule is a lot of fun, where <laughs> if you <laughs> if you destroy a vehicle or a monstrous creature, you can pick it up and throw it. With, uh, the strength is equal to half the front armor or the creature's toughness. Uh, and it's a large blast. I don't know. Have you ever guys got one of these into a vehicle squadron? <laughs> no, but I kind of want to do that now and see what happens to Nicholas's. L- L- listen, listen to this, Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, just want to scream. It's just 12, 24, hut, hut, and just hurl. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah uh, aerial tank shock is basically what you're doing. <laughs> aerial ramming. It's like, coming. <laughs> Yeah, pl- playing against uh, my brother back uh, about a year ago, got into an orc tank squadron with five tanks and oh. killed killed all five of them. Killed four with the claw and threw the other and threw all four at the other tank to blow that one up as well. So it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I wouldn't take it on the warden because you have another option where it just comes with its stock. So you just keep it on those guys. And that's the next one, which is the knight gallant, and uh, this is your cheapest knight at 335 points. And uh, it comes with the Heavy Stubber, the Reaper Chainsword, and the Thunderstrike Gauntlet Ion Shield as normal. Um, you can upgrade the Heavy Stubber to a Meltagun if you'd like. Um, it has all the Carpace options like the other knights. Um, so this is the one. Like, if you, if you want to use Thunderstrike Gauntlets, just take Gallants. 
because uh, then you have the option to have some fun throwing some vehicles around as well. Um, and one thing, too, of note, when you're playing with Gallant, always take a top gun on the Gallant, so you have multiple shooting weapons, so you have lots of options for your assault. Nice. Um, and it is, a really nice, it is a really nice model as well, to be fair. The, oh, yeah, I've, I've got two for fun. <laughs> <laughs> for funsies, huh? <laughs> yeah. For, for fe- feasty cups. Exactly. <laughs> um, Probably, the next one... You know, oh. Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boston. Um, next one we got on the list is the uh, Quisaurus Night Crusader. And this is your uh, Games Workshop gun platform night. It's got the Avenger Gatler, the Thermal Cannon, all the Heavy Stabbers, the Heavy Flamer, uh, you know, all the carpace mounted options, all the biocrosive rounds. So if you need a shooting platform, this is the one, one of the ones to go with for sure. Um and this, when we're talking about ranks, too, this is the one you want to give the uh, knight rank uh, alabaster to pretty much every day of the week on this thing. Yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> uh, tank Hunter, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you give it the Storm Spear Rocket Pod on top instead of the Icarus. It's, you know, five more points, but whatever. Stand still, you can throw 12 Gatling gun shots and three missiles up into the sky at a plane. <laughs> <laughs> see that flyer yes <laughs> i don't want to see it in my skies anymore yes sir <laughs> see that exactly I, looking at this the way that i'm just because i'm just looking at the gw site now where it's actually all kitted out one of the first uh, first options it's got there i'm looking at it and going well there's that and then if you could come up with two other options you could basically do a marvel themed night household and just have this as war machine uh all <laughs> black and silver and then I don't know what you'd do. Probably you'd have to have something awesome. You know, you've got obviously the Lancer would probably be Captain America or something. I don't know. I'm going on a tangent here, but this could happen. Yeah, this could this totally could quite did. seriously happen. I, I I should not be doing this. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna okay. cost too much. Yeah, change change your plans for the night house. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, yeah. night house Marvel. <laughs> uh, I was wondering, did someone want to cover the next night, the night Atropos? Because uh, I haven't played with one of these, but it, like I've heard a lot of stories, so I was wondering if that's one of you guys want to jump in on this one. This is kind of where we really need to sort of chime Tim in because I know he loves his night <laughs> atropos. But uh, I, well, I haven't. What, Chris, Tudorberg or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Chris yeah, is... I got I got mine about a meter and a half from me. <laughs> so. so yeah. Well, well it's a fun night. It. It's a fun night to play. You've got a black hole gun and a giant last cutter that works in close combat and, and as a ranged weapon. Awesome. So it's yeah. and I, I usually use my name as a Lord of War in my Mechanicum and not in the night list, so I'm not sure which one of the ranks it should have. The, the, well, from from what I get, like from just looking at this on paper and listening to people's battles uh, with this thing, this one has uh, Knight Seneschal written all over it to get the bonus weapon skill, ballistic skill, and to get the three-up save on his ionic flare shield to make yeah. this thing tough as fuck. Yeah, and it's it also got it's also it's one that's got uh, one more hull point. Yeah. seven hull points. That's, that's basically awesome. going to fuck somebody up big stuff. A note, a note though, uh, it can only be taken in a crusade. In a crusade, the army as a over to one choice per 2,000 points in the army. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or as that's a lot of war mechanic. That's normal. So it works pretty well then in 3,500 points. 
Yeah. It does. <laughs> no, it does. Well, maybe we'll so, find out how well it works in three and a half thousand points very soon. Well, you know, technically, you can you give this bad boy ocular augmentics as well because that beam thingy for eight inches. So you re-roll that one. That's pretty good. Yeah. The Atapus last character beam is uh, strength DAP2 heavy one. Uh, yeah, basically. And it's strength DAP1 melee and wrecker for the close combat. Yeah, it's a basic... Which is quite nice because it's got the. Well, the, the Atropos got the macros extension targeting protocols, which gives it a bonus against super heavies or gargantian creatures. It gives all the weapons twin linked. Oh, brutal! <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! Um. <laughs> well, it, well, it has the so if you if you do the upgrade, so you have three plus invulnerable save. It already has the ionic flare shield, so even that is an extra good thing. Uh, shooting at other knights and shit, you, everything counts as twin linked. And then you have that re-rolled one on the D table, so obviously that ten point is not wasted. <laughs> Should also mention that the graviton singularity cannon. Can kill you. As, as every single special room there is. <laughs> <laughs> well, range 36, uh, strength 8, AP 2, heavy 1, large blast, armor bane, concussive, and collapsing singularity. And uh, collapsing singularity is the, the thing that threatening can kill you because before find a weapon, roll a d6 on a 1, the fire knight that suffers a single hull point of damage with no saves of any kind before <laughs> the attack is carried out. But on a result of six, the attack is carried out with a vortex special rule. So, basically See. shooting a small black hole. See that thing over there? No, yeah. no, you don't. Not anymore. Uh, and it stays <laughs> in play as well, doesn't it? The vortex? Yeah, the, the vortex got entirely... <laughs> it got entirely separate rule sets after it's been fired, basically. So it can go away or it can just wander around the table and kill more stuff. Oh, that's horrible. That's like the old purple son of Xerxes from... Uh, oh, you mean like second-ed vortex grenades? Uh, yeah. Or, <laughs> or going back to fancy, fifth, man. Or fifth-ed uh, vortex grenades in Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the good shit. Just to mention all the stuff with the vortex special rule is the missile racks on the Warlord and the missile on the River Titan. Keep oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are some devastating weapons for sure. Um, <laughs> let's see. So the next next one we got here on a list is the Knight Styrix. So this is the Megara's uh, brother. Uh, pretty much identical except for its uh, weapons loadout. It's got the Volkite uh, Chival Caravel. Yeah, there you go, Caravel. <laughs> okay, it's something like that. <laughs> it's a range uh, forty-five, strength eight, AP three, heavy five, definitely great. That's always good. Uh, it's got a graviton gun, uh, has the same uh, you know upgrades that the other one can take. So you know it, it's I guess it's really just personal choice which one you want out of the two. Um, next on the list we got my one of my other favorite knights, which I'm actually working on while we're recording right now, is a knight lancer. Oh, uh, so uh, this bad boy is pretty expensive. You know, 400 points for him. He has no uh, upgrades except for ocular augmentics, but uh, he has the flank speed, which is when he chooses to run, he rolls 3d6 instead of 1d6. Awesome. And he's got the uh, Serastus Shock Lance, which is a melee strength D AP to heavy uh, swift strikes. So swift strikes is plus one initiative when he charges into combat. Awesome. Going before all those other knights. 
And then it's got the Shock Blast, which is a range 18, strength 7, AP2, heavy 6 concussive. Uh, you know, definitely good. Mode down a few people. Um, then it's got the Ion Gauntlet. So instead of an Ion Shield, it's got its giant actual shield that it uses. Um, it can only place it in the front or the sides. It can't use it in the rear. Gives it a 4-up invulnerable save as normal. But in addition, it provides a 5-plus invulnerable save against close combat attacks. And uh, close combat attacks by other super heavies and gargantuan creatures suffer a minus 1 to hit this thing. I love this guy. How about you guys? I love him. <laughs> I love it. I love him so much I need to buy another one. <laughs> There's a reason why this is the the commander of my made-up lighthouse. Yeah. It, it is one of the coolest looking knights as well. It's both good and really, really cool. Yeah. It's such a gorgeous model to pose, it's my, it's to my, build. It's, it's my second favorite knight. It's, it's and, actually and linked it, to my favorite after the Asheron. Asher is cool as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, I, mine, uh, I've got my brother. Uh, he does he does a lot of assembly, and I didn't have time to make it, so I got him to uh, do most of the assembly, and I got it set up uh, like in a, a Spartan phalanx. And he suggested, "Why don't I get nine more so I can have an actual phalanx?" Oh, I love <laughs> his thinking. I love that. Could, Give that man a medal. Do, <laughs> you could just do the really weird one and put the lancer and then a lot of secretarii hoplites next to it. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> So just have that one as the Big unit brother. commander. Yeah, that would be friggin' gold. That would, that's so cool. <laughs> well, they, they they do wield downscaled versions of, of those weapons. So. Yeah. yeah. And this this is so this as you say this is the guy you kind of want to give the uh, the fast attack uh, scion uh, ulan uh, rank whatever it is the hit and the, the the scout and the hit and run option. Uh, it, it, it definitely puts a threat. One, yeah, or a plus one weapon skill would be awesome as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. The Lord Scion sure. option is actually quite a good one on that one. I just, I just like the thought of this thing. Although you lose, you lose one point of armor on their front arc. You've got the Ion Shield there anyway, um, and just the thought of being able to put him up, scout him, and if you've got first turn, it's gonna hurt because you could potentially long bomb someone, or not even long bomb someone. You can, you can pretty much do a first turn charge if you want if you could get the right target um, oh uh, if, you, if you scout you can't charge oh you can't get, see this is this is how long it's been since i've actually used something that scouts <laughs> i'm an iron warrior if it doesn't shoot from distance or you know outflank i don't really know what it does um, but, but excuses, he, excuses. but even even still this thing scouting up 12 moving 12 right into their zone they have to deal with this thing and if they kill it it could explode on top of them so it's almost a win-win. Oh shit! Just take a pair of them in your fast attack slots with both both of them in that upgrade, and then yeah. then give somebody a really ho- a horrible evening <laughs> of twitching. Oh boy! Uh, so uh, after the lancer, we've got the knight castigator, and I you guys love this one. So why don't one of you guys take this one away? Well, th- th- this is the <laughs> this is my baby. I have one here, uh, all assembled. Um. I have, one, I have one being washed next to me at the moment. Yeah. It's currently having oh, a well, mine, mine is, uh, hot Mine tub. is assembled, ready, ready to be primed. But anyway, th- this this guy basically has all the same stats as the last one. Uh, the thing with this this dude, it's well, he has flank speed, but all the Serestus, um knights have flank speed. Mm-hmm. The thing this guy has, besides the normal iron shield, is the castigator pattern bolt cannon, which is ranged. Range 36, strength 7, AP 3, heavy 8. But it's not, you know, not too bad. It's twin length, so... Yeah, yeah. It's nothing to sniff okay. at, to be fair. Nothing to sniff at. But 
But the Tempest Warblade, this is where this bad boy shines. It's strength 10, AP2, melee, deflagrate, Tempest, attack, Sunder. <laughs> so, you could either, you know, casually swing this blade with four attacks, as it's in his stats, or you can decide that, oh, I'm going to make a special initiative two attack that would automatically inflict a single hit against each model in base-to-base contact using the weapon list profile with the flag rate. <laughs> so you walk this guy into uh, a marine unit, and obviously because you hit on initiative step two, they get to move up first. So they all get <laughs> nice and cozy next to the base, you know, surround him, and then you automatically hit all of them. <laughs> and yes. And then so any, my... anything you've got left, you clean up with stomps, if I remember rightly. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, like, a, a tactical one tends not to be left. <laughs> no, but, you stomps. know, if somebody's still standing there holding his bolts and just, you know, shaking a little bit, and they just, just, just that moment where he goes, crap. <laughs> they get stomped on. You know, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah, so, horrible. So this bad boy, he cleans up fucking tactical squad. He cleans up Terminator squads. He just goes nuts. It is ridiculous. Yeah, they, it's a, it's a definitely a great chassis for sure for one of the knights. Um, so uh, the next one we've got the knight Acheron. Uh. This dude, once again, he's a Serastus Knight, so he's got all of their special rules. Uh, what this guy has, though, he's got the Acheron Pattern Flamer, which is a Hellstorm template, so the giant giant Flamer template. Strength 7, AP3, Ordnance 1, a Twin-Link Heavy Bolter, and a Reaper Chain Fist, so it's a Strength D. Melee Machine Destroyer, so you can reroll uh, rolls of 1 on Destroyer, Table 1 attacking vehicles, so potentially fishing for more 6s. So I've seen one of these things in a game kill a Reaver in one round. Say what? Yeah. Because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is another one that just deletes marine units with the, the, um, the you know heavy the flamer template. Um, I have yeah. seen one of these in the wild, uh, and it was actually during a 40k game that somebody brought it along, and they put it next to a set of Promethean pipeline, Promethean pipeline relay or whatever it was. <laughs> so it had torrent. <laughs> On its fucking flame template. Oh my! That was <laughs> just rude. <laughs> I mean, it was bad enough. It's like, oh wait, wait, wait! I forgot last round. Now I've got it this round. What? Torrent? You got what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, look at this. It's like, dude. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was actually the price for the wooden spoon at the first Lincoln event. Uh, I was. I, I wish I'd gone. I would have been in a sh- in with a shout for that one as well. <laughs> you really need this to up your game. <laughs> uh, sadly, Chris has my, my my old one after we did a trade for it. But um, you know, yeah, it's, it's how it and is. And you traded away what you got for it as well. Yeah, well, you know, life's ups and downs, bumps and bumps and things. Oh, and on, on the bright side, you get to paint a new one. So yeah, just I've got to win it myself. And to be fair, this <laughs> night this night is a really good. Uh, uh, well, good argu- well, it's a good argument for why templates should be kept in the game because fuck this is it's fun to put down those templates. This is really the reason. This is the reason. I mean that flamestorm, that the you know hellstorm template is just or flamestorm template is fucking gorgeous. 
It's just like, you oh. know, you could play tennis with that fucker. It's huge. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, I can beat you to death with my template collection. It's like, boom. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous. Like, another good thing about this one, too, is it has that twin-linked heavy bolter, so you can move up, cook that tactical squad, and, you know, tag another target with your heavy bolter, even if it's a piece of armor, just so you can charge it after you kill a tactical squad, so you can go for, like, a, a double dip there on this one. Um, uh, lastly, we've got the newest member of the Night House. We've got the Knight Castus Porphyron. Uh, so this is the big, big bad. Uh, so... He's got slightly different stats. He's got a weapon skill of 4, BS of 5, a strength of 10, front armor 14, Ooh. side 13, rear 12, initiative 3, 3 attacks, 8 health points. And 495 points. It's fucking madness. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's worth every point. And it's, 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 not that, it's not that much more expensive than that, Ripples. Yeah. It's 535 it, points. <laughs> and it's it's... I mean, the guns on this thing, it's got two twin-linked Magna last cannons, which are 72-inch range, strength 10, AP2, ordnance 2, large blast. So it's throwing out four of these templates. Um, it also has two auto cannons. You can upgrade those to last cannons. Uh, probably do that every time. It's got the Iron Storm missile pod. It's special missile pod, which is a 72-inch range, strength 6, AP4, ordnance, massive blast 7. Or you can upgrade it to the Helios defense one, for some added Skyfire protections, range 60, strength 8, AP2, heavy 2, Skyfire Interceptor. Uh, Just cause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen one of these on a table yet? I have not. Yes. So. Yes. yes. Well, yes, yes. I know Freddy's seen one in-game. I've seen one on my kitchen table after building it. <laughs> and I have to say, the model is beautiful. The yeah, model, it's fucking gorgeous. It's an absolutely beautiful piece of kit. It really is. I'm a, I wasn't expecting it to be as nice for such a big piece. I was expecting a lot more um, problems with the kit, but oh, it's it's gorgeous. It really is. Um, it, it's fucking massive. It's like the size of the Warhound. Yeah, it is. It is. I think it's shoulder to shoulder. It'll shoulder to shoulder against the Warhound for sure. Um, it's, and oh, it, it's so it pretty. takes a lot of fucking beating. I remember as Hag Warrior, Jesus Christ, like people were paranoid. Because Anders, uh, one of the guys here, he fielded it in his well, that and three flyers that will not be mentioned. Correct. <laughs> in his in his mechanicum <laughs> army, uh, but like, but but those people just shot the shit out. It, it became like a challenge to bring it down. Like for everyone that faced him, you had to bring it down. It was just like that was the prime one. Because then you have a moral victory regardless. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's something I definitely want to add to my collection when I get a chance. Oh, it's dude, you, you, it's it's so pretty. It's so, well, it's it's e so awesome. That's easy, Mark. Buy heaps of raffle tickets. <laughs> I see what you did there, Freddy. And <laughs> hey, there's your second night house all sorted for you, Mark. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> don't, you don't have to assemble. You don't have to paint it. It's already yeah. good to go. It's good. It's, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure it's, they've got wicked paint schemes too. I've seen some of the pictures. Yeah. Uh, um, that's all Freddy's work, so it's all good. We put the best. <laughs> we put the best out front, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So uh, one thing too about this, the 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 night uh, Porphyron for uh, household ranks. A lot of people are going to be tempted to throw the uh, Alabaster on it, so it has Tank Hunter. Uh, it doesn't really need it um, since well, it's already got ordinance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an interesting choice for it is actually the implacable so that 
your enemy's probably going to want to assault this thing, and if they get there, being able to re-roll your stomps to clear out people so it can break free of combat is definitely worthwhile. Yeah. It's... Um, it's just beautiful. Up, Sorry, I'm still in that love mode with this thing at the moment. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Uh, Did that have the hit and run as well? Or am I just fucking... Uh, no, that, that's the uh, the one that gives you scout. That's the... What is that one called? That's the... That's attack, the uh, Ulan. Right, yeah. Ulan. That, that would be yeah. a bit rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Technically, can it have it? I mean... Does yeah, this... it, 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 nothing's yeah. stopping you. Scout this fucker and then give it hit and run. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like overkill. But, you know... Well, you, you, you're dropping the armor down to 13 in the front. Uh, so he's coming down to mere mortal range, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, so... Just deep strike some custards close to him. The problem solved anyway. Then he might need a hit and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the hell out of there quick. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's the uh, Questorus Knight uh, list. So what, what did you guys want to do next? Well, I, I believe you had a, an assignment, sir. I did, yes. You, you guys gave me a very specific assignment to uh, show the listeners how they could use uh, uh, one of the night houses you guys have created uh, for the raffle. Um, so I came up with, uh, it's a 3,495-point uh, army that I came up with. So You can't even stick melter bombs on someone to round that five points <laughs> out, can you? I, I think I can, you can give something biocorrosive rounds on their heavy steppers. You could probably just take your pick. But um, So... <laughs> This night house is a house uh, Malinax, I believe, is uh, one of the ones. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what we have this for leading this, we got a Seneschal, and we did the Atropos uh, because uh, it's good. Uh, extra survivability, better shots on all your crazy D guns and, and uh, melee combat. Um, for troops, we're running three troop choices in this list. We've got a uh, two Sion uh, Marshals. One is a Sarastus Knight Castigator. Uh, I don't. Uh, I feel like the Castigator is a good frontline unit. It doesn't necessarily need any of the other uh, bonuses uh, from uh, the other ranks. Uh, the second Sion uh, Marshal we have, we actually took the Acastus Knight Porphyron as one of your troops' choices. Ooh, and uh, the reason was we wanted to do the Implacable on it, but I figured that having this knight have objective secured so that you can plant it on your home field objective and pretty much keep it and just use it as a fire support all game. Instead of going, yep, come on, boys, I dare you. Yeah. Well, um, no one has and, to hold that objective as well. Exactly. He's not going to run at the enemies anyway, so he might as well be back there doing something uh, worthwhile. Uh, the next troop choice, we have a Sion Asperant, which is the uh, Megara. So this is the one with the lightning cannon. Uh, the only reason we took the Asperant, once again, is we needed some points elsewhere in the list. Um, but I felt that Reduced to the weapon scale, ballistic scale, it's not too bad since its weapon is mainly a blast. Uh, so you're going to be scattering that a little bit. Uh, more chances for direct hits on that. Um, the hit to the ion shield is a little bad, but you kind of make up for it by having the ionic uh, flare shield. Yeah. Um, so next in the list, uh, we're going to fast attack, and we have a Sion Dolores, which of course is our Knight Lancer. We didn't go with. Uh, <laughs> We didn't give it the Ulan because we saved the Ulan for our knights, uh, Serastus Acheron. And uh, the reason why we uh, took the knight Acheron and gave it the uh, Ulan so it has scout and hit and run is that we're going to put that in reserve and outflank it into the backfield of the opponent. Oh, oh, 
So, I mean, this thing coming on either table edge, moving 12 inches, and having, I think it's about a 17-inch, 18-inch template that it can drop, it's effective no matter where it comes in. Uh, plus, it's a very scary target to have in your backfield. Um, yeah, that, that's going to ruin somebody's day. Yeah, and uh, the next, uh, what we have next, we've got Elites. We've got a Knight Perceptor, which is, this is your Mygera. Uh, so we have that plus one uh, to our reserve rolls, and he's going to stay in a cluster, sort of a bubble with your advancing uh, Knights that are going to be going up the table. So your uh, your uh, Serastus uh, Castigator, your Mygera, and your Warlord to give them the, the bubble if needed on some of these units. Um, and lastly... In the list, we have the Games Workshop Knight in your guys' list, and we took a Knight Crusader uh, Alabaster for some more heavy fire support, you know, giving it uh, the missile launcher on top, and take your pick on which arm weapons you want for this guy. So that's the uh, list I came up with. Nice. Like so how it. many knights are in total? Because I lost count. There, there are eight knights in the list. Ooh. That is the whole shebang right there. Yeah, so I... I fi- I figured it'd be best to make use of uh, all the uh, knights that you guys are offering up for your amazing raffle. Uh, and, uh, I mean, uh, tactics-wise for this list, I mean, you're pretty much going to have a backfield, and your backfield's going to be covered by your Alabaster and your Acastus Porphyron launching long-range fire down the table, where your Seneschal, accompanied by the Megara and the, uh, the sorry, the uh, Sty- uh, Styrix and the Castigator are going to be your main battle line advancing, while your Lancer is flanking on a table edge, waiting for the Knight Acheron to show up. Uh, if it shows up on the same t- side as your Knight Lancer, bonus, then they have two problems that are going to be in their backfield to deal with. So, pr- yeah. pretty simple. That's that's a very simple, solid way of dealing with a ridiculously large amount of Knights and making them effective to basically walk up and ruffle stump somebody's face into the ground. Uh, exactly. Your opponents have basically, with with whatever heavy firepower they're bringing, uh, they have bad choices uh, when they're shooting at this list. Um, Everything is threatening uh, to the max, pretty much. I mean, like maybe the Esperant Megara isn't too threatening, but even still, that thing can get into combat. It's got a D weapon. It's got stomps. So uh, you're really gonna put your opponent in a really tough spot. And and, like. Unless they tailor their list against you, possibly. Or if you're playing the dirty, dirty custodes, they might be able to um, destroy this list, possibly. I, I would be surprised <laughs> if the custards couldn't custards couldn't actually um, do do some damage to this. But again, it, it's like you say, it comes down to picking your targets and generally trying to screw people over anyway. So, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know. It, it, with with those, I, I like to. I would like to think that if you happen to have a, a, a knight list going up against a custodes list, you're actually in with a chance. More Depends so. on the custodes list. True, but I'd, I'd like to feel a little bit more confident. You know, <laughs> it's just like yeah, you've got a bit more of a hope. Yeah, like the the knights. I mean, like if if we talk versus custodes, I mean um, the custodes once again, you know, super durable. They have a lot of hard hitting units. Um, like some of the, you know, their tanks are super fast and get away. The issue that they're going to have with the knights is that you're just as fast, and that with stomps and D weapons in combat, you're still going to be able to wipe these guys out. True. Yeah. True enough. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just a little twitchy every time custodes get mentioned. 
that's all. <laughs> it's just one of those lists I, I haven't faced yet, surprisingly, because I, I was uh, expecting to face them at um, at Scorpius and didn't. It's one of those I've just not had any any experience of being, you know, what's the right word I'm looking for here? Um, raped by. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm looking to looking to to sort of see what it's going to be like. But yeah, you you want to pop your custard cherry? That's what well, you're they're probably going to step on it and rub it into the floor. But yeah, something like that. Um, sort of get an idea of what it's like. Um, so uh, yeah, see, so, see what happens. I- I, I have one last question, though. And what question, actually? Not questions. Uh, since as last year we referred away a warlord, how do you reckon your 3,500 points list would do against a warlord? Uh, well, what, what kind of table are we playing on? <laughs> <laughs> what do I get to hide nor- behind? <laughs> well, it's a normal 30k table. I don't know about you guys in Canada, but here it's pretty heavy with terrain. Uh, yeah, uh, you could probably take a Whirler down. How many it's, nights would you lose on the way? <laughs> uh, let's see. Say, say you're lucky. You get to go first. You're going to advance up. It's probably going to punk at least three nights, maybe four. Uh, then you're going to be all over it. So, yeah. So maybe, yeah, you you got to pick the right nights to be running into it. But, um, you know, it, it's it's not, what is it, 20 Terminators with Chain Fists. <laughs> disengaging or yeah. whatever it is and, and you know, doing damage or however that list I can never remember who wrote that list but however that list works but uh, getting the right knights in there you've got a you've got a chance yeah definitely <laughs> for sure uh, so I, I don't know where you guys wanted to go from here no. I wanted to say We're thank pretty... you because that was that yeah. was really informative and really enjoyed just generally talking knights uh, I mean I'm interested in, in your collection actually Mark as a knight player, you said you've got seven seven knights. What, yes, uh, yeah. what What's your actual breakdown of knights? What have you got in your collection? Uh, well, I've got uh, a knight warden, uh, who I use typically as my seneschal. Um, I've got two knight gallants. I've got a knight paladin, a knight errant, a knight crusader, and my new lancer that I've got. Um, uh, I, I do like the Sarastas chassis now that I have one myself. Like, before I didn't, I wasn't too much of a fan of them over the regular ones because I, I absolutely love the Games Workshop nights. But uh, seeing this one, I definitely am looking into getting some more, for sure. Yeah, They're fucking taller, and I don't know, like, I, I as I now have put together a couple of nights, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, like my other one was uh, two Games Workshop one and um, uh, Cascader. I don't know. I just love the dynamics of the um, the fucking chassis of the Fortress of Knights. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the issue. I the only issue I have with the game workshop ones is the legs. Um, you know, they're static posed. It's incredibly difficult to do any sort of conversion work on them. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I love like, like I love like the the virtual ones because you could get like like even just motion moving forward or whatnot. Or, exactly. Or like, yeah. If you have a look at the Lancer, I did like I did a whole kind of kind of like mid strike pose sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're 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 friggin' awesome for what you can do with them. Well, um, I don't want to say stumbling drunks, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I must say, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of the um, of the Sarasta chassis because they have, uh, as you say, so much um, dyna- uh, movement to them, and you can do so much. And I, I must admit, the Pafiron as well, um, even though it's a big kit, 
does have a lot of range on it. You can actually do a lot with it uh, movement-wise. And I'm, I'm going to you know, give a sort of verbal preview of the fact that the one that I'm building for the uh, the night raffle will be um, bringing its leading foot down on top of a, a Demus Patton Rhino and, and rearranging its shape for it. Um, oh and I, nice and I've, I've sort of sized it up and sort of laid it out with the model and you can see other people have done it with like sicarans and stuff like that um, and it, it's it's really poseable and it looks really good um, but uh, I mean what you mentioned adding the Pafiron what what else would you possibly you know what would be your next purchase if it wasn't the Pafiron for your list there Mark? Um, if it's not the Pafiron um what I'd potentially be looking to add is potentially a, uh, some uh, castigators or an acheron. Um, I like I like the look of the Styrix and the Mygera, but uh, primarily, like I mean, like I, I love the fluff. I love painting my models, but I play tons of games, and I find that I'm playing. I don't get to play against a lot of Heresy when I use my Heresy, so I'm actually playing against a lot of Xenos and a lot of Eldar, and they just fall a little too short against uh, those kind of menace uh, menaces on the table. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it is sort of picking situational to to what you face. Um, usually, whenever whenever you're buying uh, buying models, you sort of go with what your local metal is and what what you face off against. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting to know. And I think this one goes out to everybody here. So Freddie, Chris, Mark, and I'll I'll chime in as well. If you had a blank piece of paper that you could write down what the next night should be. Uh, as in what what loadouts, what role, whatever, uh, and give it to Forge World, and it would happen. So we're talking like a Make a Wish Foundation kind of thing here. Um, what would you go for? What would you like to see for for that night? And in general, what would you like to see for sort of like the night list moving forward? Um, and I'm going to throw it out to you to start with, Mark. Um. Let's see. Uh, what would what I think for the list would, would be neat actually is if uh, at some point they do an update and throw in a few more ranks uh, that you can choose from just to give you a bit more variety on top of what you have. Um, as for like a, I don't really have necessarily a specific role for a knight that I'd like, but I'd like to see the knights from Mechanicum, the ones that uh, House Tyrannus was using, the ones that have the tracks and the wheels on the bottom, so you can have like a different mode of uh, uh, getting them around a little quicker on the table. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, um, Healy's, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Healy's for knights. Oh, awesome. Oh, if somebody could model up Gundams. those as well, that would be brilliant. Um, what about oh, you, Oh, we don't Chris? want the extension cords for them, Freddy. <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking, Chris? Well, I would actually like to see maybe some... That in combat is less potent, right? But it can move faster in a way we don't really see currently. So a lot, a lot what sort of like a lighter, lighter style or uh, like, as yeah, some like kind of scout, scout knight or some kind of scout, maybe some kind of uh, short range teleporter or uh, like some kind of well, not the, like a jetpack, but some some something like it. Something just like to that. have, and that's why it shouldn't be as powerful in combat. Okay. Because gotcha. it got the movement as uh, benefit instead. So a bit like the uh, the land raiders, where you lose, you can take sort of the the different the, the 
the is it the machinator array in there and you lose um or exploratory the machinator array. array is an upgrade for north megas i'm thinking i'm thinking of something exploratory array maybe but exploratory you, you, array, that's yes. it well you lose you lose uh, transport, transport but you gain different functions for the for the the thing itself you get scallop and stuff and you get uh, rerolls on yeah so something along Resource. those lines is what you, is, is quite possibly what you're thinking of um as sorry that wasn't what, as sort of a comparison sort of to to give a picture yeah, of it yeah you get you get a benefit but you might lose something else and that's why it should, would be fun to see a new, a new kind of might for it yeah. uh, what about you freddy well uh i would like to see two new chassis um the first one would be kind of i want to see an uh, artillery knight someone that has like some sort of ordinance like uh, bombardment cannon yeah. Maybe expand so, on the the profile. Yeah, profile, not with the long long range uh, lasers or anything, but like a like an artillery rank. Maybe has like some sort of mortar bombardment, like a siege sort of uh, night house. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can expand yeah, that, on the that, 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 that chassis that the profile is on yeah. because it's built for that. Exactly. So it has like some sort of like it shoots like a, maybe plasma uh, barrages. Some kind of upgraded version from the. Senator. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, I kind of like that. That would be cool. So sort of like a siege knight. Uh, and then the the second one I would like to see is uh, another kind of pure close combat knight, as uh, sort of like tagging on the lancer, but instead of a lance, uh, uh, kind of like I've always I've always looked like it would be cool to have a lancer, but with the shield as well. So you have like kind of a classic knight's feel to it. So it has like a, a shield and a sword. Yeah. So. Oh so, yeah. So kind yeah. of a mix between the um, the castigator and the lancer. Yeah. Or uh, like uh, some kind of seismic hammer. Yeah, either that. Like, so you can have different options for the close combat, but then obviously it wouldn't be the same sword. So it would have to be a sword that you can kind of miss uh, max, like kind of match another knight in close combat, except with your strength ten, because everyone else is rocking D. So. Probably some sort of thing there. So, but not, not get the plus one initiative because it's a sword, but maybe you get some buffs. Uh, so, you, so you get the shield, so you get the neg one to hit you, but maybe the sword does something, you know, something else. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I like the, I like the thinking. Um, so like... so you could you could a bit like if if you actually now I have an idea. So <laughs> do you do you guys remember the relic that uh, the Empress children had? How you can swap attacks? Yeah. But, so you have one attack and then it's uh, you increase. But instead of that, you can decide to take remove your attacks to to um, add it, make it either harder to hit or you remove the opponent's attacks or something. Ah. Okay. Or you increase the shield. Or actually, it could be just like the Empress Shielder one. So you actually swap attacks to increase the invulnerable save of your shield in close combat. So because hmm. it, it can choose to be more offensive or more defensive. That's pretty cool. I like the sound of that. Yeah. So, so, and then in the fluff, obviously they normally fight as like a, a pair. So it would be uh, that shitty uh, one that is the squire, and it would be the knight. And normally that how they train, so they have the pair. So, so uh, the 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 you know, senior knight tries to protect, and then the squire tries to get in the hits, you know, because he's not very careful and shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that, that was just something I, I came up with now. So. So, 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 so it's not 
yet whether you go through, but yeah, definitely something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm like I'm liking the direction you're going there, man. I'm liking where you're going. Um, I was gonna. My my thoughts are actually. You guys are kind of. A couple of you guys have touched them on already. Um, I'm kind of with Chris in the um, the lighter armor, the lighter style, um, because I like the idea of the the uh, the dreadnought. Um, you got somebody's got to remind me of the name of it. The uh, the dreadnought, which is like slightly stripped down, slightly crazier. The Cortis. Yes, Cortis Cadet. Something like that, maybe, um, would be interesting. Um, because that that for me the Cortis has that, that sort of fluff, um, much more of a fluff feel to it because it's you know taken some battle damage. This is kind of more field repairs. This is what they've come up with, and you know this is what you want to work with kind of thing. Um, or um, the other Freddie touched on it earlier. I can't remember the order. I think it's Black Oculus possibly, um, or it's not Black Oculus. I can't. It's basically. There is the um, the the short story where the lion ends up commandeering a load of fantastical giant siege weapons, and you know using them to defeat traitor Mechanicum, and then gives them to Perturabo because you know that's a smart play. <laughs> um, but it's just that in that you've got literally like a dreadnought that slaves itself into one of these weapons, and it's like the old Knight Warden model I think from Epic, which was just basically a fucking great big mortar on the yeah, back of the night and that's see that 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 i would like to see um but if i'm going to be 100 percent truthful i would like to see something of the the dark mechanicum side with sort of some sort of demonic possession or um latent psychic ability um i don't mean making it a psyker because i don't th i don't like that idea but some sort of latent psychicness could be interesting or, or like uh, a cool thing would be you remember how you can do that upgrade for the word bearers so they will have like the same thing but scrap code upgrade so either they get like the, the demon special rule or they yeah, have like yeah something whatever. like that um, just something that adds a little bit more of um, flavour to it um, adds something a bit different um, and yeah it's okay it's trader focused but that's that's I'm trader focused anyway but I think it would be an interesting um interesting tool on the battlefield to, to see what could happen with it you know uh, and it would definitely add in it definitely has the potential to add in a different dynamic to an army um, if you've got something that has some degree of um, uh, psychic or demonic power or something in there um, which is a little bit more out of the box um, I, I just like the thought of that I think that could be a lot of fun so yeah that'd be cool bane lash and things like that like mark yeah Knights potentially oh yeah i mean like uh, banner lash was such a such a cool piece of inspiration you know with with its uh what it what it was in that story and then sort of maybe turning it outwards um so maybe it you know it's it's got a like denial power or you know deny the witch power or something i don't know or or whatever maybe it it's got a you know you take a leadership test it, it soaks up a uh, bit like your idea, actually, Freddie, with the you know what you can do with the attacks, potentially taking from you know victories around it or defeats or whatever, sort of sucking that power in, anything like that, just something. So like some kind of entropic field, basically. Yeah, something like that. It's something just a little bit more dark, flavoursome that isn't solely relying on like gun stats or or close combat stat lines to to make it. 
Um, interesting. Don't worry, the Primaris Marines will get something like this soon enough. <laughs> of course they will. I mean, I'm waiting for the, like we said off there, the Primaris Knight, which is basically, you know, the, the, the squad that all comes together with it, combining its rings to become one giant Primaris Knight. <laughs> uh, the Primaris Voltron. Yeah, the, exactly. The Voltron Pattern Knight. Which is just you know a, a tactical squad of Primaris rings that, uh, Marines that just joined uh, no, together. Don't, don't you dare shit talk Voltron here. <laughs> no, no, I just I just think where GW's thinking is going and it's gonna fucking happen, man. It's something like that is gonna happen. Um, doesn't doesn't make any maybe noise. maybe we shouldn't talk about this because then it might happen. Yeah, I put money well, well, they're, in the works. They're allowed to listen to my ideas. Don't listen to everyone else. No, your ideas are cool. My my dark mechanic of stuff kind of works. Everybody else's ideas, but don't do the don't do the Voltron thing. Don't no, that's wrong. Um, that's bad. Uh, please don't do that. I'm sorry, I haven't mentioned then, it. Then, then, we will see, then we'll see the rules for the flying uh, Ordo Sinister Warlord Titan. Oh yeah, <laughs> twenty five point upgrade to give it a jump pack. No, no, Wings of Sanguinius as a spell or a psychic power. Because, yes. because that's, it's obvious that this anti psychic type then should be able to cast psychic powers, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it's. it's <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> on that note. On that note, I don't know what else there is to say uh, on nights. Um, apart from I, I, I look forward to seeing where stuff comes and how it's going to show out um, Mark have you got any final final thoughts you want to share about Knights in general or uh, not not overly I mean you know they're, they're definitely a fun uh, army to collect and play I mean you don't need a ton of models on the table so your games can be pretty quick especially considering how devastating these things are but uh, I don't know have, have fun with it you can create your own house you can design your own heraldry, whatever you want to do, or use one of the cool ones from Forge World. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has potential. And and at least now, you can feel less like a cheesemonger. You, you know, you ha- you can actually be a friendly list if there is somebody playing Custodes in your local area. Oh, uh, watch out for Magnus, too. Apocalypse game, Magnus deep-striked in, killed seven knights in one round. With what, a lump hammer? What did he hit them with? D-Nova. Oh. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, (laughs) that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, moving on. That's just life. Yeah. But anyway... uh, I think we've got everything covered there. Yeah. We're going to request some photos of Mark's Nighthouse so we can post that up as well. Oh, yes, we are. Sure, yeah. We so now you know. Have that out. Uh, yeah, surprise. Um, but right. other than that, I think I'd like to say thank you, Mark, for coming on and chatting nights with us, being part of this this uh, army special, uh, and helping support the uh, Duchesne awareness um, episode and the night raffle in general. Um, much love to you over at the Age of Darkness podcast. Um, and you know we can't wait to hear more of Battlecast general episode goodness. And any time you can you can poke J, uh, JP about his his love of Montreal Canadian uh, Montreal Canadian hockey is is always a good thing because you know the, yeah d- definitely thank thanks for having me guys it was a pleasure for sure I am more than welcome man so with that guys we're gonna head on out now to our break and then we're gonna come back after a tune of Mark's choice uh, we're gonna come back and we're gonna give you our very concise and probably very well well shortened uh, wrap up 
and uh, we'll end the episode there. So we'll be right back after this tune.
and we're back and it's time for our wrap up uh, first of all I'd like to give a shout out again to Stuart from the Gino 5.2 and Miniature Realms for coming on and talking all about the, the painting and, and general fluff and stuff that we were doing about the night raffle itself and then uh, all the love to Mark from the Age of Darkness podcast for coming on and basically giving us a uh, concise or uh, efficient synopsis of um, of night households and rolling out a three and a half thousand point list using the knights from the night raffle which sounds legit and something i might try at scandus you know or some version of it or something i don't know uh, oh, the only difference is only difference is your fifty hundred point limit well i was thinking about <laughs> if i ever actually owned a, uh, owned enough knights of my own to run a three and a half thousand point list but yeah you should fifteen hundred points you should you shouldn't say that, Chris, because you know if we have some dropouts and we're odd, odd numbers of plays, the night has, houses might have to take the field. I'll blow, I'll blow the warhorn for uh, for the warmaster. That's not a problem. I'll happily do that. Um, you play. You you blow my horn. Well, <laughs> that's what it's going to cost me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so big shout out and thanks to those gents for coming on. Um, and now we're going to roll straight into uh, our. Our wrap up and all the information about events sort of going on in our area and our area being the the whole 30k community out and around in the world um, so two things that are really important to shout out straight away um, first of all is the wargaming for good a hurricane harvey relief effort uh, it's uh, an event that's be that's taking place uh, out in the states i'm just getting the information up in front of me now but it's a fundraising event for the people who have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. It's that simple. Um, all the details are on the, the Facebook page. It's uh, being run by the Golas uh, 222nd Gaming Group. It's taking place on the 16th of September, so by the time the event's out, uh, the episode's out, it'll be less than 10 days away. But you can get involved and go along. There's loads of information there. Um, the sort of they're not really charging an entry they're just sort of making a suggested donation of around twenty dollars um and the money's going to go to the right place there there are raffle tickets uh, on sale for uh, different events that are going on and they've got a lot of raffle armies um, up there a three and a half thousand point painted uh, stormcast eternal army a painted elder army for 40k a 30k ultramarines army um so yeah. there's loads of cool stuff going up I've seen some whips on that, and even though I'm not a big fan of the the Smurfs, the the fucking army so far looks fucking smashing. I, I gotta I gotta be honest, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Smurfs in general, but you know they, they those their colours paint up really well. So and uh, the money goes to a good cause. That's the most important. People that's, that's, lost that's the most everything, important thing, basically. isn't it? That is the most important yeah. thing. Let's be fair. That's that's what again another show of what this community is all about, which is absolutely superb. Um, uh, and I think you can donate even if you can't attend the event for the raffle yeah. or just in general they have a donation set up. Yeah, I think they do. Again, it's all the information should be in here uh, in the in the event itself. Again, it's in the show notes. Links there. Just copy it, paste it into Facebook, click away, whatever, and then you can find all the information about it. But go and take a look. It's important. Um, the second thing I want to shout out, and this is more of a direct. Um, uh, direct piece of information is um, TFL, the Forgotten Legion. Josh, uh, my beard brother from another mother, who 
is an absolute legend uh not in, not just in his own lifetime but in the community he is such a personality absolute legend legend of a man uh, if you've heard the tales of janice the uh, the warlord titan uh being painted up in a night uh janice is josh's pride and joy um if you have ever gone on to one of the tfl live casts um you know you're lucky that jo to see josh on there he's an absolute blast and he supports the community in so many different ways uh, not only just by being involved in, in events and stuff like that bringing his awesome personality and of course legendary beard to to all the things that he attends but there is the fact that he has um, a business which is grim brothers powder coating if i'm getting that right does that sound right freddie yep yeah grim brothers grim brothers uh and so like, okay why is this important well He's been affected by Hurricane Harvey, pretty hardcore. Um, and bottom line is, Michael from Radio Freest Fan has set this up, uh, set up a GoFundMe to get some support for Josh, uh, because right now he's got no power for his business, so no power, no money, he's not earning a living. He's a great guy. He he could use our support. They're not. He's not. They're not asking for a lot. They're, they're really not. They've got one third of the way to the goal already in four days. Please go along and support the guy. Simple as that. He is just such a good dude. Um, and I think there's... Uh, he's even offered up stuff uh, that he will sort for you after he's get the power back, obviously. Yeah. That's uh, like if you donate for set amounts and there's dice boxes and there's okay. jetty cups and stuff involved. I've in got it right here in front of me. And it says, because Josh refuses to receive a handout, it's not a handout, mate, it's a hand up. That's what we do for each other. We look after each other. He's offering a custom Yeti cup for every $100 donation and a custom and a dice box for every $50 donation. Uh, Freddie, you drink from a Yeti cup on a regular basis. Yes, uh, I do. Just and how much ridiculous alcohol, uh, uh, liquid beverage, get it right, we don't promote things on this, but liquid beverage can it contain? 30 ounces. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. well, that's pretty good and you know used to to put it on the other perspective uh when i was in the states just recently the guy fucking express posted two jetty cups for scandals to give away as prices so you know he he's always there to help you guys out whenever he can like last year scandals he organized the dice bags and Dice cups are really nice. Uh, dice, dice, yeah, dice gorgeous. He even even had some uh, for I think he even had for this year, but at least last year I know he has had for the uh, charity raffle tel telethon. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. raffled out a lot of uh, dice boxes and stuff like that. Just uh, and also did those uh, fuck DMD um, jetty cups. Yeah. yeah. And, and and just you know to put it in even further perspective. Because I got fucking screwed by customs for the dice dice boxes, so you know uh, I, I had to pay with, like I think it was like three hundred fifty dollars or some shit in custom taxes for having dice boxes donated to the fucking to scanners. The guy went out and it's like, oh, I'm just gonna refund you to that to your paper. I was like, well, wait, wait, you know, you don't have to. But that was already too late. And he's like, that's that's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah. So he he, he I know how much, like how long it inside of him it sits that he's actually getting, you know, money and stuff. 
considering I fucking lived with the guy for a week. <laughs> and and he was like, oh, you don't pay for that beer. Oh, give him some alcohol. No, no. I was like, well, I want to pay for something. I'm the, you know, I'm the guest. But no, he, it's like he put it in. He's like, oh, you need, I'm going to make some custom fucking uh, templates for you. You know, you know the, all those perfection and perfectly fucked and all that. He used to do that up. Yeah. You know, while while running his business and yeah, he's a great and guy. He was always yeah. He will always look after you. He'll, he'll grab like if you're not holding a drink, he'll make sure you get a drink and yeah. You know, he's, he's like a fucking 100% top bloke. So let's basically step up and help give the guy a hand up. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It can be a dollar. It can be five dollars, fifty dollars, five hundred, whatever you can spare. This guy is worth it tenfold. So please go out and, yeah. and give him some support. Yeah, um, like like drink one beer less if you're in Sweden. <laughs> and it's like if you drink drink one beer less in the fucking in the in the nightclub and bang you have like fifteen dollars donated. Right I was going to say you could even even take the night off and put that money and get yourself a Yeti cup. Just saying. Yeah. Could happen. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Or at least maybe well, go, go well, around with someone. <laughs> the fucking Yeti Cup would have paid for the taxi home, mate. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. As this Max is, this has is already Sweden found enough. out. <laughs> yeah, this, this is Sweden after all, yeah. This is true. But yeah, go support the guy. Give him some love. He deserves it. He's a pillar of the community. So like, we love him. You know, you, you, can, you can have a beer for him, uh, but just send him the money to have a beer. So there you go. Yeah. Problem solved. Jobs are good. And, uh, so that's, and I'm pretty sure next time I see you, he's going to throw you a fucking beer anyway, if you want it or not. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll, he'll look after you one way or the other because that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, okay. So that those are the two important time-critical shout-outs that we wanted to get done straight away. So even if you don't listen to the rest of the wrap-up, those are the important ones. Those are the ones you've got information for. Speaking of which, now it's time to move on to the rest of the wrap-up, and we're going to crack on with the global campaign. And Chris, you're going to give us an update on that? Yeah. Good. That's true. <laughs> I was going to mention that Hestia is now time of, is now in the past, and uh, the traitors won that out narrowly. So I, I think there was something 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 Alpha Legion stole a box something something Alpha because Legion. they can something something you know something something Alpha Legion something something dark side. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say that this summer fluff is up on the Golok uh, Facebook group, so if anyone wants to read it. So that's why I'm not really want to mention everything that happens in it because there's some cool just stuff. Some, just summary of the summary. Alpha Legion did stuff. Go and read it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that means that it's uh, September and uh, it's the Sons of Heresy's turn this time. And they have uh, their planet up and it, their event is uh, the Culling of Sterith Prime. And I'm going to read the intro fluff here. Go for because it. The end began with a single gunshot. Planetary Governor Cabe, conducting an official visit to one of the many camps outside the capital city, was addressing a crowd of fearful, hungry refugees. Before he had finished his first sentence, a man stepped out from the crowd, raised an auto pistol and fired a single shot. The governor died instantly. The killer was himself shot dead by local troopers, but could not be identified post-mortem. He had seemingly arrived only a few, few days previously on a refugee ship, and his only identifying feature was a strange serpentine tattoo. Soon after, as though the shot had been heard out in the deep void, dozens of warp signatures were detected entering the system. The population of Stairs Prime was bloated now by many millions of terrified of-worlders, 
All aspects of infrastructure were stretched to breaking point. Stearth had never possessed powerful orbital defenses, and the planetary defense auxilia was spread perilously thin, policing refugee camps. Furthermore, the death of the governor had thrown the command structure into utter chaos. This world was to be a sacrifice, and it would not be allowed to die quickly. No swift death in the fires of the orbital bombardment for these people. On Stereth Prime, the very worst of the traitors would be set loose to do as they pleased. The murderers of the Eighth, the butchers of the... I can't read. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not been drinking I... at all, people. Don't worry. Uh, that's the that's, that's sad part. I haven't. <laughs> I'm just stupidly tired. But uh, if you're going to m- mention the murderers of the Eighth, the butch- butchers of the Twelfth, and the diabolists of the Sixteenth, and more besides. But the Golov Cluster had not been abandoned by loyal forces of the Imperium. And the Astropathic Distress Call sent out before the death of the Stereth Choir did not go unheeded. So, what happened with the perfectionist of the third? Apparently you're not perfect enough, mate. They're they're not killy enough, obviously. Well, they they would drag out the fucking death, for sure. (laughs) They would flounce, for sure. Yes, they would. (laughs) Unlike the twelve. I recommend when people check this out on uh, OS30K and listen to the Latest episode of uh, The Sons of Heresy, which is episode two, uh, season two, episode zero, which uh, came out as time of recording yesterday, I think it was. Cool. Yeah. It was an interesting listen, and yeah. they basically explained the entire deal with uh, what they're doing here. Awesome. So that is the update so far. Um, get involved, go along to the uh, Second Golic War. Um, uh, Facebook page, have a look, get involved, play some event, play some of the suggested missions. If not, play your own missions. But register an army on th- your army on us 30k and get involved. Uh, it's just a great way of pushing the heresy all over um, and making it something just fun to be part of, um, or even more fun, I should say, uh, with the heresy in the gaming. So let's move on. We've we we normally cover the house ra- the night house raffle at this point. Um, I'm pretty sure we've covered the Nighthouse Raffle quite well in this event, just saying. Um, but we, we can cover it a bit more if we need to. 35 uh, US dollars gets you one ticket into the uh, drawer, or you can donate as much as you like. You have a chance of winning uh, one of three painted uh, Nighthouses. Uh, you also have a chance of winning a Warhound. You have a chance of winning some other good stuff and more stuff and even more good stuff. So basically, yeah, get involved. It's going to be epic. Um, no, actually, it's going to be 28 mil scale. Well, okay, if you're going to be a pedantic motherfucker. Yeah, okay, it's going to be 28 mil scale. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yay. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Freddy. <laughs> um, next shout out going to be to the MKA Studios who are going over to Oz in October for two of their uh, five-day courses. Uh, what we're shouting out is that they're doing a raffle and they're, do- they're doing it to support Soldier On, um, which is a fantastic uh, charity supporting the returning uh, service veterans. Uh, so always worth uh, something to support. Uh, basically, you can buy a raffle ticket for a $10, uh, $10 Aussie dollar fee, 
and you get entered into a raffle which gives you the chance of winning a custom painted Sokar pattern Stormbird in the Legion of your choice. So when you do register your tickets and everything, make sure to leave all your contact details so the guys can get in touch with you, which I think is a freaking awesome uh, will. And, uh, and thing to win, basically. Considering that I am in the raffle, it will be purple. That's just how it is. That's how it it's going to be, huh? Perfection. Uh-huh. <laughs> very, feeling very confident there, Freddy, I see. I thought it was a free spider with every donation. Is it a free spider? It could be a free spider with every donation. It's possible. Was that just the ones paint, one painting it? I don't know. I'm not up to date on all this stuff. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. We'll have to see what happens. <laughs> I but... tell you what, Chris. Next time I go out travel, I'll bring a cam camel spider back to you. Play with. Oh, quite good. No. <laughs> yep. Don't really need spiders. Spiders are wrong. Spiders are bad. Don't don't know. Bad. Evil. There's a reason we live up live up here in the north. What, you mean Northern Hemisphere? Um, oh, it's far up in the north. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so there, there is a reason for it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so yes, those are the guys there. The link, again, is in the show notes for the Soldron um, ticket purchase. So go in there and uh, give a little bit of your money and you can win an awesome prize. Whew. Um, right, so let's crack on with the events that are going on. Um, yeah. We have Tarsis 4 coming up on the weekend of the 23rd, 24th of September. And that's the dudes over at the Geno 5.2 who are running that event. Uh, I believe, memory serves, it's an Incom Gaming. And mm -hmm. uh, the boys are going to have uh, all their usual sorts of fun, uh, which which could be legal, illegal. We don't like to judge. Um, as long as everybody has fun, that's the important bit. Uh, so that's coming up. We're looking forward to hearing some after-action reports from everybody that were there. Chris, do you have details about Heresy in the Heartland by any chance? Um, two hand well I just have to open the email I think because oh. I'm really forgetful these days yeah I'm the youngest of us and I'm starting to get old you know Sh shut up <laughs> shush you're not getting old that means I'm getting older I don't like this don't don't be saying things like that and I am pretty much the oldest ah you don't no, yeah okay maybe you are I'm, I'm not judging um, Aren't you the perfect age, though? That's true. Oh, suck I'm up. still the oldest. <laughs> Such a suck I'm, up I'm there, Chris. Per perfectly, perfectly the oldest. <laughs> well done. Have you covered? Have we covered it's enough a, for you to get the info? It, yeah, we have. Okay, go for it's it. It's a three-round, two-round, narrative event with room for fourteen players. There's also some mortalis tables, but thousand points on so it's from from the same faction will also be needed. I'm not sure if that's the same army list or same faction as in Loyalist or Crater. Because that can differ. It's on this, uh, Sunday, September 24th. And registration is at uh, 9.30 a.m. And it's at uh, Sparta Games in Omaha, Nebraska. Awesome. So if you're in, in the locale, um, even if you're not involved, I'm pretty sure that the guys would be quite happy for you to, to uh, head along and see what's going on and getting involved in the... Uh, in the community that's there, it's uh, any, any event is a good, good, uh, good opportunity to get involved in, in the uh, the local community just to go along and have a look. So uh, go and take a look and, and say hi to Sean for us, because uh, I believe Sean's running this one, isn't he? Last thing I heard, yes, he is. Ah, so it's the it's the follow up from the last event he held. So, so yeah, yeah you, 
you you have to challenge him to wrap off. That's just how it is. If you yeah, if you're not if you're not wrapping against him, you're not doing it properly. Uh, That's right. Only way to win is rap battles. Yeah, we need to, we need to do like you know great rap battles of heresy history with you two, don't we, Freddie? We really need to make that, that happen. That is true. We should. There's a few right. There's a future episode that may or may not happen if we remember. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. Then we have the fantastic event that we had uh, the lovely Mr. Eric Vailor on from uh, from Denmark a little while ago, which is uh, Giant Fanatic. Uh, that is uh, a convention, the Horus Heresy event that's taking place there. And uh, this is your head is this one, aren't you, Freddie? That is right. You are. I'm bringing my fucking, uh, my perfectionists. Bringing your perfectionism. And that's taking place on the 30th of September. Um, it's that, that weekend, 30th of the first, uh, 30th of September to the 1st of October. And it's a two-day event, if I remember rightly. Yeah, two-day. Um, and it is basically live action thing. So It's real-time strategy. No... It's real-time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So uh, don't think about turns or anything like rounds or whatnot because it keeps going all the time. Yep. And if you want to have a listen to how it's going to be run, go back and find our episode with Eric from, uh, I think it was episode 42 would be a guess, 42, 43. Uh, go and have a listen to uh, Eric there and he takes you through it. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be real-time strategy. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, there are sort of a compulsory uh, force all charts and everything, but there's a lot of uh, information that you should go and have a look at just to make it that much more uh, enjoyable and fluffy and narrative so go along and take a look uh, again links are here in the show notes so then we have what do we got coming up there the fate of scaraberg that's not so easy for me to say chris do you can you remember the details of this one buddy Oh, I think it has equal amount of play spots for regular games and summer tallies. That's what I can remember while we open information. I got the dope heads, now. Uh, don't lose your heads uh, event. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, the narrative event held in Skövde on October 24th, uh, the weekend after Scandus at the uh, Pew Pew Con. Pew Pew Con, I love that. Uh, so it, which is good because then they have Space, they've got access to stores and uh, light food and accommodations and all stuff like that that goes on with the con. And uh, it's a one day event divided in two thousand points regular game style of play and a 1250 summer style. Uh, get more in line with the game master type of play. And you have to sign up for either one of these two. And I'm going, but I also realize I don't even remember if I signed up for the summer talis or the regular game. I have, to check. I have to check with Nicholas. Yeah, that might be useful. Just suggesting. Yeah, it, it's important to know these things, Freddie. It's important to know these things because you know, it might be a bit embarrassing showing up with a, a ZM force uh, when you're supposed to be playing the regular game. But you know, it could happen or not. You're, you've got to just get your perfection in there. That's right. I'll win anyway. <laughs> She'll be all right, mate. It's, it's how it will be, eh? Yeah. Awesome. Well, that is uh, the Fate of Scaraberg. Again, links in the show notes. Go along and have a look. Uh, we have Malmo uh, Wargaming Weekend, which is uh, their second Wargaming Weekend, and that's on the 14th and 15th of October. Sadly, it's the, it's same, the same weekend. weekend. Yeah, sadly it's, the same weekend as Fate of Scaraberg, but you can't have everything. So uh, if you're in the well, if you're in the urge to scratch your itch and come down to Malmo and uh, get get part of that, they have uh, and get shot or blown up by a hand grenade. 
you say these things like it, it's an everyday occurrence, you know, doesn't happen. It's, no, no, it's not, really, it's not really an everyday occurrence. It's more of a every two or three days occurrence. a week occurrence. A, a sort of a biannually, regularly, weekly, daily kind of thing. By daily. By daily, yes. It, Which it, could it also depends. mean that it's twice a day. <laughs> it, yeah. it all depends when Jody's in town. Hey, hey, I then, resemble then that remark. Happens. Well, I resemble that nothing remark. Nothing happens then. <laughs> no, nothing happens because nobody messes with me. Or, you know, they don't have a grenade big enough, I can't tell. Uh, but there is uh, there is that that weekend, uh, so go and take a look at those guys. It's all on Facebook. Again, link in the show notes. Um, and then we have, coming up in November, we have two events that are taking place. Again, on the same weekend, but not in the same country. So we have the, the event at BSK. Uh, Chris, do you want to tell us about that one? No. All right, I'll do that one then, shall I? <laughs> you just want me to hear me say it, don't you? I dislike yeah, you for Yeah, I wanted to say the entire event name. <sighs> blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I'm looking for that's, the That's pretty accurate, actually. That's about as, that's about as best my Swedish will do. Um, so it's it's the Boros Spelkovent, uh, close enough, whatever, and it's uh, Ikar for the Civil War Part 2, The Dark Path. God, that's got a longer than the name than most Marvel movies. Just um, imagine the next one. Yeah, the, the the return summoning of the Dark Path Revenge. The return of Dark Path. <laughs> something, something, Dark Path. Something, something, Revenge of. Um, whatever. But they, these guys are doing a, a, an event that weekend. And it's up in Boros. Uh, I'm going to be taking part uh, for sure. Uh, Chris, you're on the list as well? All, all I am too, don't we? Are you on there as well, Freddy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're all going. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think this is actually probably outside of Scandis, the event that we're all going to be at. Uh, yes. Well, we're actually we're actually going to be playing this event. So. Yeah. yeah. And currently, I think both me and Freddie are playing Louis List. At least I signed up. Uh, well, I'm signed up as militia, so uh, I yeah. You, I'll, you I'll as always, either. in Great Third Legion tradition, will swing either way. Currently, you're set as loyalist at least on their side, so you know that. Well, I'm I'm set as as the uh, for the glorious war master, so I'm a happy man. Uh, two day event, it's uh, oh no, one day event, I should say. Looking at it here, uh, open ta open tables though. It's uh, two and a half thousand point armies and twelve fifty zone mortalis armies because there will be uh, games of each that we play along. These guys have done uh, something rather awesome where they've actually got, uh, with the narrative, they're not allowing certain Primarchs because it doesn't fit within the narrative, uh, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, they've just upped the number of spaces from 22 to 28 because they've just got an injection of terrain, uh, which is really awesome. Um, so Yeah, yeah their events are top-notch, and it's, it's part of an ongoing uh, narrative story. So if you played the GothCon this year, this is like the continuance of that story. Yeah. And it will continue for at least an event after this, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. we continue to the next GothCon, I believe, is when they're, they're uh, bringing it to uh, a close next time. Yeah, that, I think that's what uh, Matthias, Matthias said last year when he was on. Yeah. Last time, whatever it was. <laughs> it was some episodes back, but that doesn't mean we won't it was the, it was the It was an episode before their event at GothCon this year. Yes. Yeah. So, put it like that. And I had a fucking blast there, so yeah. So I can't, I can't wait for for the BSK one. It's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice to uh, to run the Iron Fourth out and uh, have some fun. And I will probably paint up Perturabo for this one, seeing as I've just confirmed that you can have multiple versions of the same Primark running running around in the event, which is kind of cool. Um, but as far as I can tell, there's only two Iron Warriors players. So dibs, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I claimed it. I licked it. It's mine. Um, so that's that's taking place on that weekend. And then we have uh, the Blood and Glory event, which is taking part uh, taking place in the Roundhouse in Derby, and that has um, Warhammer TV in in, uh, in attendance, I believe. Um, and that's uh, for those who don't know Derby in the UK. So if you're in the area, go take a look. I believe it's on the Imperial Truths website uh, or Facebook page, whatever. But if you search Blood and Glory uh, Heresy, you will pull it up as well. And I'll make sure there is again links in the show notes. Uh, and as I think we said last time, if you're really lucky, you can come home with your own Warhammer TV presenter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You just got to, you know, obviously have a big enough bag and be very good at jengering somebody into it. Uh, but it could happen. Or- there's loads of white vans in the UK. If you just want your white van, don't you? <laughs> don't blame you. Don't blame you at all. Uh, all right, okay, so the link is in the show notes. And then, although it's not in um, chronological order, there is the, the one event that we, we are looking forward to the most uh, because it is the, the wind-up and the final pitch and the home-run event of our Varangian Heresy event series for this year. And that is Scandus. Freddie, tell everybody what they can win. What they can win? Well, by signing up and coming to Scandis, what can they win? The glory of being part of the team that gets their name engraved on the sword of Scandis. And you can pet Max. (laughs) You can pet Max, yeah. You can do that if if you win or lose. It doesn't matter. You can just pet him. Yeah. (laughs) He's in the. I will allow my beard to be petted by the winning team as well. Well, last fair. year it was shooed on by a dog so. yeah this is true but that was a cute dog so I can't complain uh, no, but yeah obviously there were heaps of more prices but yeah it, it is uh, a team event so either all the loyalists wins or all the traitors wins and hence why fair, Nicholas, Nicholas name is engraved <laughs> on the sword and to be fair you shouldn't go to this event for the price you should go for, for to have a good time yeah well, it's a oh. it's a three and a there half thousand. There. <laughs> yeah, it's a three and a half thousand point event uh, with twelve fifty for Sovereign Mortalis. It is all shades of goodness. You're going to get four large games and eight games of Zone Mortalis in over the weekend. So that's a ridiculously large amount of um, heresy played. So that's going to be a yep. lot of fun. There is one ticket available at this moment in time. Um, so get yourself signed up and get yourself on for that last spot. We do have a reserve. Li- we do have the, the uh, ability for a reserve list, so you can uh, jump on there if that place is already gone. Because there may be dropouts. Um, if it does happen, then obviously we will happily step in and support. We will also be having or have planned live coverage from our uh, gaming tables. Uh, we'll be Chris, myself, uh, Chris and myself are joining Freddie as part of the TOing team this year. So we'll have live broadcasts and stuff going on. Lots of pictures going up as we go. Um, it's going to be an absolutely awesome event. Yeah, we'll do interviews. There will also be the night joust at the night, which will live broadcast again. Yeah. Seeing as last year was a fucking blast. Uh, we'll do, yeah, like there, there will be little bits and bobs that happens all during the two days. Obviously, it will come culminate in the actual counting up the points, which side is the winner, you know, loyalists or traders, and then we'll, you know, just to finish off on a super high note, we'll do the raffle draw. Yep, and there's also the 
podcast showdown on the Friday night, sort of early, uh, yeah, late Friday evening, because I don't think the boys from uh, I don't think the boys from Road to Terror are showing up until late. So, I think they were landing at uh, seven thirty. Yeah, so evening. you know they're already on the back foot, but it's Max. He's going for the Wooden Spoon of the Year award, uh, so I don't see it being a major problem. Um, if you just got want to ask listeners, if anyone have a suggestion for another event, another award to have that's worse than the Wooden Spoon, please keep in get in touch. Yeah, that would be interesting. Otherwise, we'd just have to do like a Wooden Max or something. Wooden Max. <laughs> Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, but yes, there, there there will be so much going on at that event. It will be it will be enough to overload your senses with heresy. But that is exactly what we need. You need to do. Uh, so keep an eye on our Facebook page. Keep an eye in general. We'll do lots of stuff uh, in the run up. There will be a Scandus episode, a full episode dedicated to the event, coming out ahead of time uh, to give you not only if you're playing uh, an idea of what missions and what stuff will be happening. But as a listener, you'll be able to sort of hear what our plans are in a bit more detail as it comes up. Yeah, and, it, and it will, like, because, uh, you know, me being a, an event fetish, it will probably, hopefully, give people running events a couple of ideas of stuff that you can do. Yep. And if you've got, uh, also, if you've got any ideas you want to share with us, um, drop us an email. Let us know. It'd be very yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, there will be a lot going on for that event we'll be having a blast you'll be having a blast with us um so wherever you are around the world that you can probably chime in at some point during the day and see heresy or some heresy related stuff going on there will be a heresy dungeon where i i will be um but that's got nothing to do really with playing games um and you know it's just going to be all out fun so i can't wait um yeah scandus <laughs> it's the way to round out the year uh, no matter what anybody else says, come along, have some fun, and if you want to come along and take a take a uh, take a view of what's going on in person, if you want to come out to Solentuna just outside of Stockholm and have a look, do it. Come and uh, come and take a look. And uh, it's not a shady on. area at all. No. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> just uh, just fucking come around, say hi. Like last year, we had heaps of people visiting. Just uh, chit-chatting away, talking about people getting excited for heresy. Just wanted to have a look, kind of get the feel of the event, drink a couple of beers, uh, watch some fucking awesome intense games. Yeah. Uh, you can still do that this year. So just fucking rock up, say hi, shake some hands, fucking. If you have some questions, maybe we could even organize that you can roll some dice. Yeah. And get some faces to the names that you hear on the podcast all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Not just us, but all the people we talk about. Yeah. Yeah, and then never be able to erase them from your mental, from your mindscape ever again. So, well, well there will be at least three podcasts, uh, per, like, uh, you know, cruise there. So, yeah, as I say, that there'll be at least or one podcaster four, per but... per five square well, meters. Uh, isn't no, there four, four five? Five. Even. Yeah, all the Swedish and uh, then there are... isn't Tom and Max coming? Yeah, uh, not Tom anymore, but Max oh. is coming. Max is Tom coming. Is not... There's at least so four. Ah, uh, so Tom's back now. So four of them. Four four podcasts over the square meters. There'll be plenty of podcasters to talk to, and um, you know it'll be a blast. So that is that is the the end of our wrap up. Um, obviously, loads of love to the community going out. Big shout outs to some of the podcasters out there. Thirty K Channel, Season Initiative, I of Horus, Age of Darkness, Road to Terror, Sons of Heresy, 
G052, Radio Free is found, the Imperial Truth, Don't Lose Your Head, Northern Heresy, <gasps> Spacemen with Guns, Edge of Empire, Heresy or Not, and The Boys from the Golden Throne, which is the new podcast that got shouted out a little while ago on our show when we had AJ from uh, Victoria. Yes. Victoria. Thank mm. you. Yep. So they've put out their first episode. It's on SoundCloud. It should be on iTunes you, as well. You should probably say Victoria, Canada. But... Victoria, Canada, not Victoria, Australia, or Victoria, wherever That's else right. in the world. Uh, but yes, Victoria, or Canada. Victoria, Texas, or Victoria. There's, there's probably one or two in the UK. There, there <laughs> probably there was definitely a Queen Victoria, but we're not going down that route. Um, but definitely go and go and listen to those guys. Um, they're doing a great job out there already. I know they've got a couple of episodes in the bag ready to go. So what can you say? Even more free content that people are putting out in their own time about the hobby that they love for you to listen to. Only, it's obviously only, a bad thing. Only a fool would, <laughs> would complain about the fact that there, people are out there doing stuff for free about something they love and you get the choice to listen to it. So being that being said, I'm going to say it's uh, it's a good night from me. Anyway. And thanks for donating, and good night from me. Exactly. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be aggron in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. Let the body hit the floor. Let the body hit the floor. Let the body hit the floor.